Hey, Nate. Hey, Chris. Welcome to Space Time Taco. This will be our last audio only, I promise. Starting in the new year, we'll be back to streaming, but yeah. will it be on Twitch? No. Will it be on YouTube TV or YouTube? Maybe. Will it be on Mixer? Maybe. Have I come to a final decision? No, that's why I said maybe to those last two things. Welcome to another episode of Space Time Talko. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm me. We're after the holidays. We're in between holidays. Do you have a nice Christmas? I had a Christmas. Is this a bad topic? Should I not bring it up? Should you get anything for Christmas? I got some monies. Ooh, monies is good. I got some monies. Why do you think I have a... A, uh, that's, a lucky cat onesie on right now. That's kind of the only thing people get me. My hobbies are very expensive. Yes, and I <laughs> wish that people would just get regular money. Money is great present. I don't... We are adults now. And I think even kids could appreciate this. When you buy somebody a gift card, that's great. Amazon cards are a great idea. It's when you buy somebody a card to a specific place that may not exist anymore anywhere near you. <laughs> uh, it can be slightly obnoxious luckily there are a lot of places now either online or in real world that uh you can trade in your gift card to that is true or you just find people that buy it from you well, i've had used that. to do that at the store and there were there's a whole marketplace that we would use to give trade rates on gift cards which the fact that it was trade rates and not you didn't get the exact same amount of money is fucked up bro i mean it never really turns out that way when you do these gift card exchanges Normally, what people do is they just hawk their gift Walmart cards. Walmart did a pretty decent si- uh, yeah. pretty decent. Um, what's know. that word that I'm trying to think of? Whatever. Most people hawk their gift cards. Like they'll say, like, okay, I've got like a hundred dollar gift card to freaking Burberry or something like that. What was it? Burberry. Burberry. <laughs> said Burber. <laughs> no. Burber. And they're like, well, I'm never gonna shop here, so I'll you sell know. it online for like ninety bucks to somebody who wants it. <laughs> I like getting it to people in real life that'll just give me money, money, cash money. Yeah. Because uh, I can get the full amount, and they're like, yeah, okay, cool. I can just hand it to somebody. I don't know. Um, are you ready for the new year? Are you excited for 2020? Nope. Hey, what are you, <laughs> Nate, what are you doing in 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 four days, five five days? I'm going to MAGFest. No, you're supposed to say, well, what do you want me to say? I don't have 2020 vision. I'm not doing that. Because it's the last time. We can't do it. We'll never be able to say it again. Uh, until Nate. the year 2020. No, nope. 3030. 3020. No, nope. 2120. 2120. I skipped over an entire <laughs> century. century for a stupid ass joke. <laughs> no, we can never do 2020 again, Nate. That's the whole point. <laughs> I just thought about it. It is the point. <laughs> But there will be a year 202020. I don't know if people will still exist by then, but... Well, we'll exist, maybe, in another form. Who knows? Also, Aliens will start fucking humans. We have an arbitrary w- way of counting years anyway. That's true. We could just restart. We could say, fuck it, we're at 2020, going back to zero. It's a pure estimate of one Earth's rotation. When we hit the year 9,999, do we just go back to zero? No, for... we're not computers. Why? I think it would be great. <laughs> Even computers can get higher than that now. Humans can't. No, not really. It's the highest an individual person has ever counted. I have no idea, and I really don't care. Me neither. Because it sounds like a massive waste of time. 
Why? It's not a waste of time. We have Google for these things. We do have Google for these things, but it sounds like they wasted their time doing it. Oh, yes, definitely. Doesn't mean I'm not going to Google it real quick. <laughs> what is the highest anyone has ever counted? What do you think the answer is? I don't know. I'm going to guess, like, several dactillions at this point. According to this... It's a million, just an even million. Okay. Well, because it would take time. I mean, you have to... A lot of people have this weird concept between, like, say what a million is and a billion is. A billion is not a million times two. It is a million times a hundred. You have to count to a million, a hundred times to reach a billion. So, it's a big number. Anyway. What are we talking about? We are talking about... A lot of things. Quickly, we'll go through, because I feel like games, it's fucking December, almost January. Games aren't really the biggest part of the end of the year. a big holiday release period, um, honestly. I have been playing a few random things. Uh, I've been playing a little bit more Pokemon. Found out that I have an authentic Sinesti, which means I can't just use a shitty pot, a crack pot. I gotta get a chipped pot to evolve it, which is slightly obnoxious. Um, I have not gotten very much further in it. I, I still have as many badges as I did last time. I just, I get so distracted by catching other Pokemon. There's, I love, there's something about it. It's just so much more fun when you can see them. Um, I, uh, ended up buying a whole bunch of Switch games. Uh, none of which I've played yet. Because that's usually how it works. Um, mostly all I've been doing is watching TV and, uh, yeah, that's it. Work, yeah. work and TV. Yeah. And I, we didn't talk about this. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten a chance to watch any of The Witcher on Netflix? I watched all of it. Awesome. High five. We can talk about it then. Boom. Uh, before we get into that, have you watched any of Steven Universe Future so far? I've watched all of it up to date. Sweet. High five. We can talk about everything. <laughs> Nate, newest, you are in it. You are doing things. Now, here's a really night. important thing. There's a movie we're going to talk about. Have you seen Cats? <laughs> yes, I've had a lobotomy before. No, we have not seen cats. Neither of us have seen cats. Kim and I were going to see cats, but she's sick. Um, we're still going to go see cats. We did see. I've, I've had people hit me in the head with hammers before. Yes. Wow. I. You know, the first musical I ever saw on Broadway was Cats. I no, was I the. Don't. I was a wee ten I years old. I've never seen a musical on Broadway. So. Oh man, they're fun. People keep telling me that. Saw Spam a lot. With uh, most of the original cast. And they also cost money. I don't yeah, they do. Kim and I got tickets to go see um, Beetlejuice right before it closes up, which is nice. I have anxiety about traveling places anyway. I know it's like a train ride to New York. Or a bus. But it's also like I've or taken the bus ride to New York and I was afraid that like I would end up in New York with no one to find me and get lost. You can so. drive your car. This is true. But I actually did drive to Manhattan once. That was awful. Manhattan? Manhattan. Ham. Ham <laughs> Nope. Do you ever, I tweeted about this earlier, do you ever, do you watch SNL for one thing? No. Okay. Not really. I watch YouTube clips of SNL. So SNL, every time they do the intro, they do the names of every single actor that's on every cast member. And uh, I don't know why or when I started doing this, but I will read them with the first letter of their names switched. So it's like, uh, Deep Pavison, um, Jalen Coast, uh, Chichael May. Or, no, I guess it's Cycle May. Mm-hmm. No, no, I do Cycle because I take the C-H from Che. Okay. 
Um, I don't know why I do this. Kim fucking hates it. At this point, I've done it for so long, I'll give her a look while the credits are going, and she'll be like, fuck you, because it starts Wait, doing it in the head. What's Kim's last name again? Thompson. That's what I thought. So that's Teenan Compson. Teenan Compson. Or my favorite to switch around is Beck Bennett. Because I, in my head, I switch the bees. <laughs> and he just I has did, a different name. I now. feel bad. I never really thought about it because now Mikey Day is a is an actor. So uh, I stopped doing that one out loud. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, let's start off by talking about the Witcher. So, D- Dave, you're not Dave. I'm not. You're not Dave. I miss Dave. I wanted to get him... F- the reason why we're not doing a full 2019 best of thing is because mm-hmm. he's not doing it with us. Gotcha. Um, but you played the, the the Witcher game. I played the some three. of The Witcher three? 3, yes. I played some as well. I played about two, three hours, and I did not like it. I played a significantly larger portion of the game, and I enjoyed parts of it. Mm-hmm. And parts of it, I did not enjoy so much at all. <laughs> um, was that me or you? That was me. Uh, so you, did you go in... I went into the show knowing that... Certain things. Knowing certain things about the story. What I also knew before I got into the show, because I had asked someone and I did some research online... That it didn't follow the game. That it was going to be based more on the books. Yeah the game, which I'm okay with because people always say, oh, well, the game doesn't follow the books and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. It follows the books enough if you actually well, pay attention the, to what's happening the, in the war. The third game, because the first Witcher game, it, this is in no way uh, meaning to offend uh, Project... Was it? CD Project CG, Red. CD Project Red. They are, from everything I've seen, an gr- amazing company with what they can create. But that first Witcher game is trash. It's not a it's great It's not a game. good game. Um, it was dated for its time, and I think that's because of the amount of time CD Projekt Red put into developing the game to begin with. Yeah. Uh, Even by the time Witcher 3 was launched, that game was dated for the time it was released. Which is funny because of how much people loved it. Um, I mean, people Witcher loved it two, you can make a dated game and still have it be well-constructed. Like Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Kinda. My A perfect example of that for me is Payday 2. The game doesn't look amazing at all but it plays really really well (laughs) yeah um it's funny that's a lot of the the opposite of how people feel about uh outer worlds because it looks like a dated game but it still also plays like a dated game yeah um i still enjoy it just because of what it is uh but with the witcher it really was so witcher one just so so dated feeling when it came out Mm -hmm. uh witcher two very similar a noticeable improvement over the first game. Um, I still could not get into that. Yeah. Uh, and then the third one, it was... I understood why people liked it. It was just not something I wanted to... I, I think it might have just been something I didn't want to play. After watching the series, I 100% want to go back and try it out. Because, well, hey, guess what? It's on Game Pass now. The thing I can tell you about Witcher 3 is it's not a game... I mean, this sounds cliche because someone could say this about any game. But The Witcher 3 really isn't a game that's meant to appeal to everyone. Yeah, which it's is a, weird how much it appealed to so many people. It's a game meant to appeal to people who are in that demographic that enjoys like high fantasy elements, like Lord of the Rings kind of stuff. Um, or even maybe some of the Game of Thronesy kind of stuff, especially yeah. with dialogue choices and the way things Oh, and I know how much you love uh, Game of Thrones. I fucking hate 
Um, you can't hate Game of Thrones when you've never watched it. I've watched episodes of it. Okay. Many episodes of, of it I've watched I did not like. I liked it when Joffrey died. That was about it. Everybody liked when Joffrey died. Um, if you didn't like when Joffrey died, you're a Just because they did so much in one episode to make me understand why people didn't like his character and then immediately killed him. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they thing. never let up on how much he's a dick. <laughs> The thing about The Witcher 3 is people play it for two different reasons. I find a lot of people are really into the combat system that is in The Witcher 3. They want to feel like they are, you know, that that character, Geralt of Rivia. They want to feel like they know how to fight monsters and understand, you know, how to beat any opponent that challenges them and so on and so forth. While The Witcher 3 itself still presents itself as a fairly challenging game, especially on higher difficulty levels. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, there are the other camp are people who want to play it specifically for that story because it's got a great story and it changes in so many different ways depending on what you do in the game and how you play the characters you actually get control of. So it's like, there are certain points where you'll be like, oh, I really want to kill this guy, but I can't kill him because if I do, then it's going to change something later down the road. The biggest decision anyone oh, ever made in the game. Kill people? Well, there's certain people who, it's like if you kill them, you can kill them. Yeah, but it will cause trouble down the it's road. It's gonna, it's gonna completely mess up things for you later on that you may want to happen. One I of the most enjoyed... hotly debated decisions you make in the game, to this day, still is your relationship. Do you choose Triss or Yennefer? Yennefer. And so, well, 100%. people have debated that back and forth over and over. They're now. stupid. It's Yennefer. Because the thing that you see in the show that came from the books is also present in the game. Uh, Yennefer. Well, not just Jennifer, but her story with the Jin and how her and Geralt were tied together. They fuck. Well, yeah, they fuck a lot. Fuck a lot. <laughs> There's actually a scene in which you will sleep with Jennifer and then immediately tell her you don't want to be with her. So. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, I, oh, I guess this is a weird episode. Moving forward, <laughs> there will be spoilers for <laughs> Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, Steven Universe: Future, and right away, The Witcher. The Witcher. Starring. Superman, the mustache-wearing man himself, Henry Cavill? Cavill? I have my own Cavill. issues with Henry Cavill. I really actually enjoyed his him doing it. Uh, I don't mind him doing it. I understand entirely why he got the role, though, and that, to me, is for superficial reasons. Because so. he's an attractive man? Well, he's that a, could fuck shit up? Not just an attractive man, he's a big man. So, yeah. I get it. He's like... It's like the two th- the check marks for it. It's like, all right, Geralt. He got cast for Geralt big. in the same way that Gerard Butler got cast for Leonidas. <laughs> all right, that's an acceptable <laughs> thing. Uh, well, he also has the... Oh, well, I guess he's British, right? Yes. So, <laughs> it's like, you know, the Spartans, the British people that... <laughs> well, no, Gerard Butler is actually Scottish. And the funny oh, yeah, thing yeah, is, okay. I've seen him... There are three separate movies now. From the Olympus's fall and timeline. Oh, one of them I've seen. Really good. Yeah, so Olympus. Is, I call it London Olympus House Down. Fallen, London has fallen, and then now there is. I found out that there's a third movie. Angel has fallen. Angel has yeah, fallen. Yeah, I'm so upset. Seen. Dave didn't go to see it in theaters with me. The hilarious thing about these movies, though, is Gerard Butler's supposed to play this American guy, right? And oh, I his thought he Scottish, has an accent the entire time. No, his Scottish accent just happens to creep through oh, his I badly nev- okay. panned American accent So all the as time. somebody that's only seen the second movie, London Has Fallen, 
aka London House Down, the sequel to White House Down. <laughs> um, I did not know he was supposed to be American because yeah. he says things with his fucking accent so many goddamn times. I think it's one of those things that people who have directed films with him in it where he's supposed to be an American, even in movies like, uh, what was the movie where he played the fucking, the guy whose family was murdered and then he killed a bunch of people, I forget the name, oh, Law Abiding Citizen, that movie. I'm like, Punisher? <laughs> no. So, Law Abiding Citizen, he plays an American dude in that movie, mm-hmm. and his accent still comes through, so I think directors who have worked with him have just learned to fucking settle. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just something I, that they I have like to, to imagine it's like, the role is for an American. Alright, I got this. Which is weird to... Oh, I see Chris Walter, and he's got the Scottish... He's like, I hearken he's back, now a Scottish American. <laughs> I think back to the days of fucking... Arnold Schwarzenegger and all these movies where he's an American spy yeah. and all this other stuff like that and the directors just didn't give a shit about his accent at all. Nobody did. <laughs> so but the other thing is, it's the same thing with uh, Sylvester Stallone. He just talks funny. Yeah. But here's the thing is Arnold Schwarzenegger was born in Austria like during the Cold fucking War so it's like how does he become, how does he come to the US and become a fucking CIA agent? The also, American. And you know a secret cop and all this other shit. So He's the most American man that we could possibly put in this movie. He became the fucking the Austrian. Just the top of his American Americanness. I mean he became the fucking governor of California so. And he hates Trump. Yeah. Which you know. Good in my book. Kudos. Um <laughs> But anyway, Henry Cavill, yes, he sounds. People compare. Were you his okay voice. with his gravelly voice? I was because it reminded me a lot of Geralt in the games, which Henry Cavill said himself he took a lot of inspiration and really practiced that voice over and over again. His British accent does come through, which is okay because it mixes with the classic accent that other characters are putting on through the entire show. Yeah, like um, the old world kind of. Yeah. Um, because this doesn't pl- take place in, like, ancient times or anything. It takes place on the continent. Yeah. It's... Which is a very European world, like, medievally European world, but yeah. Yeah. There's certain things, like, I don't like about the way he seems to exaggerate Geralt's personality at times. Um, but... He seems very much... And I, I guess sometimes I like... In, I mean, technically... To a certain extent, is why I enjoy the Mandalorian's character so much. Is he's very much about the job, get the job done. I have the things that I keep. I, I have my code that I stick to, mm-hmm. and that's kind of thing. And uh, yeah, like you, he comes off as a very. I'm just gonna kill the bad thing and move on. Mm-hmm. But then, as the show progresses, you kind of see that he does have. He realizes that it's not just humans good everything else bad mm-hmm. especially because he himself is technically not fully human yeah um and that's in the second episode i think is it the first or the second episode that you're introduced to the bard it's the second, it's episode, the second right? episode yes because basically the first episode is hey here is everything you really need to know about Geralt. 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 gary Gary. Uh, here's everything you need to know about Gary before the series goes in. Um, and here's the beginning of Siri, right? Siri. Series timeline. Yes. Spoilers. Princess Cirilla. I love the way that they tell the story in the broken timeline that we get. I have seen so many people say it doesn't work because you don't realize it until you near the end of the series. I'm like, if you can't pick up 
that this is a broken timeline within the first three episodes. Here's the thing. Even if you can't pick that up, you can understand that we are seeing the story of three separate characters. Yeah, and I love that. Now, if you take that by itself, you can further extrapolate from them that these events are not happening simultaneously, Mm -hmm. especially when the biggest like drop for me to make me understand what I was watching was we go back and we see is it the werewolf episode? Pavetta well no we see Pavetta who is Siri's mother oh and I love that her episode. being married off so you understand to uh, Dunny so you understand that you know because that things that is to me that episode because that's the fifth episode I believe I think so um that is the episode that brings you together and recognize and you recognize the timeline of events and where everything is what started one person's story and how he got to that point what's, um what's really weird is if you played the witcher 3 that kind of spoils who dunny is in the show because i don't think they've shown you that yet oh i don't know who Dun- i've never seen i didn't know dunny was in the uh so dunny is game. not necessarily in the games uh-huh. really dunny is by the time of the events in Witcher 3, the current Emperor of Nilfgaard. Really? Yeah. But he's not... Is he married to... He was married to Pavetta. So the way it works... That's right, Pavetta, not... Yeah, um, not Nilfgaard, though. Yeah, he's the current Emperor of Nilfgaard. That's even more confusing. So the thing is, is he actually is Nilfgaardian. Yeah. He... Nilfgaardian Leviosa. Yes. He was the son of the emperor that was overthrown by the usurper who's actually a mage who is not Nilfgaardian. is the usurper the one is in that timeline is that usurper the same person that um the queen in this storyline in the movie storyline or sorry the tv show storyline who she's up against kind of thing yes because the whole thing is it's Nilfgaard versus fucking i don't even know the name of the kingdom because it's Um, burned down at this point well, we know it's the town of Blaviken, or Citra. Citra, Sintra. yeah, Citra. Yes, Citra. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying things in my head. So we got Gary. Gary goes to Citra. Just to give you a map of the world, you have the northern kingdoms, which are all actually pretty much divided. You know, they they fight each other for territory and power and shit like that. It's very sounds Games of Thrones. like Game of Thrones. Yes, it's very Games of Thrones in the northern kingdoms, and then you have Nilfgaard, which controls. Everything south of that. <laughs> they are one huge empire that unified all the kingdoms underneath them. The event that they talk about is a conjunction of spheres because the Witcher's universe is a multiverse. And the conjunction of spheres is the combining of that multiverse, which is how men started interacting with elves and dwarves oh. and all the other races. So, like, the whole entire reason that people can do magic is because of the conjunction of the spheres. Or humans can do magic, I should say. Elves have always been able to do it. So they don't really go into that much detail in the show about that. They don't. Uh, which I'm okay with. Um, I think how they portray everything, it is done very well, in my opinion. Okay. For somebody that will never read those books, uh, will maybe play the game, I really enjoy the level of detail they do go in and, into, because it's also not, here, let's spend however many episodes giving the backstory of the continent, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, the, the biggest... Uh, it really is, hey, here's a, mo- a story moving forward, the biggest, here's an entire episode of uh, s- backstory, is yeah. that episode, the, the dummy well, episode. that's the greatest thing about the show, is it doesn't 
throw exposition at you over and over and over again. It is a show and not tell story. Yeah. So the closest thing to exposition is in the first episode where uh Raylan, Rayleth, Rayleth, Raphael, whatever the fuck, the woman that he sleeps with and then has to kill the next day or mm-hmm. chooses to kill the next day. Um, basically her dying words are you are connected to her or she is your destiny or something yeah. like that. The best thing The woman the girl in the woods is <laughs> yes, your destiny. That that scene to me or the whole scene the scenes between them are kinda great because it helps you establish Geralt as a character early on. The fact that, you know, he's still a guy, he still has desires, stuff like that, he still cares about people, but ultimately he has a job to do and he's gotta make difficult choices. The entire fight scene, which is the best, like, there's a term called HEMA, Historical European um, Martial Arts. This is some of the best swordsplay I've seen mm-hmm. on the screen before. It's authentic swordsmanship at that. The problem is it all gets wasted in an episode because you never see it again. Yeah. Well, so, and that's the thing. <laughs> the two biggest sword fights that he takes, he participates in mm-hmm. is that first episode and then the fifth episode again yeah. where it's him defending Dunny and mm-hmm. then the king ended up stepping in and all three of them fighting against mm-hmm. the people who one who the the king's people oh he's yeah. there he's not king yet right no he's not that's right cuz he yeah, yeah I always forget about that um now my one question is so the events of the first episode does that mm-hmm. take place before Yennefer before Yennefer's storyline really kicks off i think it takes place Let's see. So they're in Bla- He's in Blaviken already. Yeah. So the reason I ask is because if he had made the other mm-hmm. choice, if he decided to kill instead of the girl, the woman, mm-hmm. uh, he kills uh, Lusty Mage Man. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. Um, that could have fucking changed every single event of the story. That could have. I think what's happening is those events, even though they're not portrayed within the same episode, are happening more or less simultaneously. Which is why her episode is separate from his. Because yeah. every other episode, you kind of see it going back and forth between all three of the timelines. Um, um, or storylines, I should say. The great thing about that fight, though, is you understand from all the actions he's taking is he doesn't want to kill her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She does. She basically forces his hand like three separate times during that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but the also the really great thing about that is you get so many of these popcorn action moments where you're sort of thrown back because you understand why Geralt deserves the title he has. He is a Witcher, and people are afraid of him because he's got this amazing ability. You know, he's got this amazing combat prowess that it takes. There's like seven dudes who can't touch yeah. him. Yeah. I, I enjoyed, I list, was listening to a podcast where they mentioned watching it, and he, one guy had one question, it's like, do we see Geralt constantly drinking potions? And I'm like, he said that, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, he 100% is just vile after vile throughout this series, because some, I guess, are healing or something, and others well, are to true. put him in so, that, like, berserker witch, witcher mode. In the game, mode. you can make multiple potions. Mm-hmm. The thing about potions is the witcher's... While they're at their school, in this case, Geralt is the school of the wolf in Kaer Morin, which is their keep. Mm-hmm. Um, they learn how to make those potions during their training. The reason that witchers can drink potions is because of their mutations. Okay. Potions are extremely toxic. 
to humans. To humans. So, like, even a drop of a potion that they drink can kill a human being outright. So seeing him down those vials is... And so, okay. yeah, what happens in the game is you actually have a toxicity meter for potions. Really? So those potions are things well, like... Well, fuck this, I'm not playing like, this game. <laughs> you have basically, like, healing potions and health regeneration and stamina, stuff like that. Is that, like, Witcher mode a thing? You, like, sort of. They give you, like, potions like uh, cat eyes, so you can see in the dark better. All kinds of different stuff, but if you drink too many of them, you will just keel over and fucking die. Oh, wow. That's funny. Does it, like, reset your stuff or something? Or? The toxicity level goes down over time. Um, you have the ability to meditate in the game, which is sort of like waiting. Mm-hmm. When you meditate, a couple things happen. Your toxicity level drops, your health regenerates like normal, but you also um, replenish any potions you've crafted as long as you have alcohol in your inventory. So if I have like a healing potion, a stamina potion on the hot bar, then it just auto crafts those okay. potions for me. Huh. Um, that's interesting. But that's the reason you can drink them. There's a scene in the game where you find a soldier on a battlefield between Nilfgaard and Sintra, and he's down, and his friend is like begging for a health potion. You have to kind of explain to him, like, if I give them this, there's die. a good chance he's just going to outright die. And so you like, basically it's, it's a no-win situation. If you don't give him the potion, he's definitely dead. Yeah. If you do give him the potion, there's a chance he could live, but it's like one in a million. Yeah. So, question for you. Of the entire series season, mm-hmm. who is your favorite character? Yennefer by far. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I don't think Yennefer, especially in the games, which is what most people are coming into the series from, was portrayed very well. Especially her background. Is everyone has seen Yennefer as sort of she's basically a sex symbol in games now. Yeah. Right? Like the very first scene you see her with, she's in a corset in her underwear. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what you see her in. So Which weirdly they kind of turn that around the mm-hmm. first time he he meets her in the show where she's surrounded in a hall by people fucking yeah. she's dressed got a little bit mask thing going or whatever mm-hmm. um but she's basically taking over the entire town yeah and making them just but be that's, a, his, her sex dungeon kind of people well that's also one thing i love about her character in the series is you get the idea that everything that she's been through especially younger being, you know, a hunchback, being deformed from birth, more or less. Mm-hmm. She takes that out on the world around her using her magic. That's why she wants the magic so bad. That's why she allows herself to go so far with it. In the yeah. games, she practices that dark magic that they talk about that Nilfgaard is using, using things like fire, using necromancy and stuff like that. She uses that in the game because she she is tired of being essentially told that she needs to control herself yeah. when the world has been so shitty to her the entire time well and the whole thing i they don't really ex- go into it too much in the show and i don't know if they go to, to the movie there are times that she uses magic but magic seems to kind of rule by the same not the same but to a certain extent similar to like alchemy and full metal where you yeah. have to something has to be taken to be given or mm-hmm. given to be taken or whatever there is some kind of exchange needed. Yeah. But her, she shows off a couple of times not needing to do that. Well, the thing is, is you, you have to look a little bit deeper into the magic. It is, it's a soft magic system, to be sure. There's not very well-defined rules of what is going on when people are using magic. 
But at the same time, you have to consider all the possibilities of what's going on. One of the things I saw people bring up was her use of portals. Mm -hmm. uh, she can seemingly just summon these things at random whenever she needs them. And well, what's that being took a toll used, on her. You could see that. It took a toll on her, yeah. but then they're like, what's being used to make the portals? And I was like, space is being used to make yeah. the portals. You know, she's taking up essentially everything in the space that the portal occupies, and that's her exchange for the creation of the portal. So it's a very low-yield, impact yeah. kind of thing. Meanwhile, it's space and energy, I feel like, because yeah. that's when you see her do that. When she goes through, I think it's three or four portals, she's exhausted after oh, yeah. the last one. And then I think... And the baby dies. I think they just kind of oversold the exchange thing when they first showed it in the school, where yeah. the girl's hand is, you know, decaying because she's making the rock float. Um, which to me was... It's a little weird, because it's like, Dude, there's a there's a flower right there on the desk. She obviously wanted to do something mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only that, she also, I guess, her hand gets better. Yeah, her hand just that immediately she, That was the one that becomes the villain, basic, yeah. essentially. She becomes a mage for Nilfgaard. Yeah. Um. The the uh, the the guy that can change the shapeshifter. Mm -hmm. That that little bit, I got a little Even confused on whose side he ended up being on. The doppel was a weird thing. Um, is that in the game? That is that ever shown in the game? I don't or? think you fight a doppel. I yeah. know in The Witcher Two you do fight a Striga, which oh. is the same storyline as it is in the show. It's the same exact thing. Okay. Um, Foltest's daughter, you save her from being a Striga. So in that that episode, that specific episode is the mm -hmm. episode where it's the back and forth between Ralt and Yennefer, mm -hmm. and that is one of the. If you haven't kind of noticed anything yet, that is the very much. Hey. This little kid here is the adult king, or the adult guy here. Yeah. Boom. This is us, our way of very easily showing you mm -hmm. this is not the same timeline yeah. kind of thing. Um, they, they, they did justice to Yennefer the most in the portrayal of her character. I um, enjoyed her. The second one that they did great with was, of course, Geralt. The one that felt kind of weak to me was Ciri, but that's just because... She hasn't really done much yet. She hasn't done much. She's a child through this entire thing, and by the time you get to The Witcher 3, she's already in Kaer Morhen being trained yeah. in one timeline, and then you play her further in the future where she's practically adult, an adult yeah. now. So, she isn't a full-fledged Witcher, but she has skills now that she has to use. So, my, personally, my favorite character in the entire show, I'd never fucking remember his name, but it's the Bard. <laughs> Everyone loves the Bard. He is fantastic. As far as the game and the books are concerned, he eventually changed his name to Daddy Lion anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've heard that name, but I haven't people seen... People are speculating that this is going to be the new Daddy Lion. He will have a name change later in the story, and he will dress in the classic duds, the purple and gold duds you see Daddy Lion in the games. So, because uh, he is... He's very much like the... We meet Geralt, he goes through, murders people, and basically the person that, not hired him, but the other guy mm -hmm. that he could have killed, turns the town against him, and he's looked at as a villain. Yeah. Uh, jump to the next episode, he ends up going to this other town, meets the bard. Bard is like, I know what you are. I'm going to stick with you, and we're going to write songs, and I'm going to make your image better make you wanted in these towns it's, and all it's a very stuff. transactional yeah. relationship the bard is using Geralt for primarily stories. for protection stories and a little bit of fame or infamy even yeah. that comes around being a witcher 
Um, Geralt doesn't mean to use him, but the Bard is Geralt's hype man. He's really the yeah. only reason why Geralt stays in business. Uh, people <laughs> fucking love the song. The was it the yes. throw a coin to the Witcher or whatever the hell? Yes. I have I have toss a coin. Your Witcher, yeah. oh Valley of Plenty. People <laughs> love it. Like it is being. Ever, people are online talking about how much I they love the, the song. I think the reason people love it so much is because how unexpected it was when you first hear it. Yeah. Is the show plays that high fantasy sort of orchestral music throughout the entire time, and then you get this sort of... You basically get punk rock played on a loop, yeah. is what you get. <laughs> so, And, they, I mean, there's even... I think people, they've released a version that is more punk rock yes. Um Then his character... And the, part of the thing is, his character is obviously not completely doing it for the good of the witch, for Geralt. It is... Yeah. He wants something out of it, and he gets that out of it, uh, but it's the closest thing to Geralt showing some kind of care and friendship towards somebody. Yep. Uh, up until the point that he accidentally makes it so he almost dies because he tells him to shut up and he has the power of the djinn. Yeah. Um, not realizing it. Uh, <laughs> well, it also tells you that the great thing I love about the Witcher games, books, show, whatever it may be, is these monsters are not just common things. They aren't like goblins or orcs or anything Even like elves. that. elves. Yes, they're not, you know, just, they're basically, they're not cannon fodder, mm-hmm. you know, to put on a screen. Every monster in The Witcher has had a backstory tied to it. It's either the product of a curse or the product of something being some way it isn't supposed to be naturally. Yeah. That's why these monsters exist. And so things like the djinn, you would expect it to be... You know, a djinn is where we get the genie from Aladdin in. It's something you expect to be this rare and powerful being. And that's the way they portray it in the show, is it's this rare and powerful being, and there's consequences for using its power incorrectly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So even when we get to Yennefer, and the final wish still hasn't been made yet, you understand, you know, she's using the djinn because she believes it's going to restore her fertility, but... Geralt understands already because of things that have happened to Dandelion, there's a very high cost for doing that. And that's where he invokes the law of surprise on her and says, well, now we're bound together forever whether you like it or not. Because Geralt honestly believes she's too much of an idiot yeah. to you know, take into account self-preservation because the one thing she wants, despite all of her power and all her ability, is to have a baby. Which, so... <laughs> And that is one of those things, that is probably my least favorite part of her character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I don't know if that is part of the regular story. I don't know if that's brought up in any of the games. It game. is. It's the, book, um, it's the books, it's the games, it's everything. Yeah. It's always been part of her character. It, it is the same thing as, uh, to me, I look at it and it hits me the same way that it hits with um, Black Widow in Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. Where it's, hey... I'm a badass, strong female character that really can handle my own shit, but I'm a, I'm a har- I I can't have the one thing I want, which is a child. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, no, well, come on. There's another way to couch it, and that is, these women want the choice to have a child. Yeah. For Jennifer especially, it was pretty much it's a condition of her being a mage that it is stolen from her. Well, it's a, con- mm-hmm. it's, a, yeah, it's a condition of her looking the way she is. Well, that's, that's how true. I read it, as more well, of... that's the way they portray it. It's also... It's not shown in the show at all, 
but in the books you do find out it's a condition for all of them. Really? Okay. Um, they all need to go through that process in order to become mages because there's something about even having those organs that kind of nerfs their power, especially if they happen to get pregnant. Yeah. The power can actually, because it is defined as chaos itself, can actually cause them to have things like horrible stillbirths and shit like that. So, wow. <laughs> you know, it's... It's yeah, that I, I enjoyed influence inside of them. I, I did enjoy the fact that the the magic isn't just like oh hey people have magic they call mm-hmm. it chaos. It's you are yeah. they are controlling chaos basically. Well, that's the way it is throughout the Witcher's lore is that conjunction of the spheres which brought magic to humans to begin with. The fact that the elder races already understood it for literally thousands mm-hmm. of years. They're Elves are always going to be better versed in magic than humans are. That's a given in The Witcher. The thing, the reason that human witchers rise or human mages rise to prominence is because they create things like councils, like schools for training, and because naturally human kings and queens are going to trust human mages more than they are going to treat, trust an elven mage. Yeah. So they have to practice it over and over and over again to get really good at it. That chaos is a product of the conjunction of the spheres for human beings. And so they realize very early on when they start coming to the continent that they have to understand what this is or else it could quite literally threaten their existence. Because it already did in one of the other spheres. And it caused a cataclysmic ice age that froze the entire continent. Which we don't know yet. No. (laughs) I don't know about because of... So the fact that I... the fact that I didn't know about the whole spheres thing and being mm-hmm. multiverse, I fucking love that kind of shit. Yeah. That makes me wish that they made more shows because I'm not going to read the fucking book. <laughs> no. um, that's always the worst thing. I love time travel and world lines and alternate universe kind of shit, but I mm-hmm. don't like reading about it. There's something about watching it visually that I enjoy a lot more. Or playing it. Fucking, um, the reason why I love... Bioshock Infinite as much as I do fuck spoilers for Bioshock Infinite uh, is because of that big reveal that hey all of these are different timelines all of this takes place within different universes mm-hmm. all connected almost to one singular point but the fact that the events of Bioshock 1 and 2 happen in an alternate universe of the Bioshock Infinite or yeah Bioshock Infinite mm-hmm. uh, I love that shit That that's my I mean, I like it too because if it's done correctly, it gives the ability for events to change radically, but those events to make sense in your mind. Because you understand that the rules of each universe are going to be a little bit different, or even the history of that universe is going to be a little bit different than the other universes around it. Like, I always loved... My thing in Bioshock is I would expect the universe which Columbia exists in to have no rapture. At the same time, I would expect a universe where Rapture exists to have no Columbia because mm-hmm. they are not just physically different places, quite literally in the games, but so ideologically separate from one another that if these two things existed in the same universe, they'd be at war with each other yeah. constantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also am a fan of uh, one of my favorite Futurama episodes is the basically when they find out that every time they make a 50-50 a yes or no or a 50-50 or a coin flip decision that instantly creates another universe and they keep going yes. after every decision and I always joke around like in my head I imagine 
if I had the ability, because uh, what's the main character or the girl's name in Infinite? Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth has that ability to open up portals to other dimensions yeah. or other universe, whatever. Uh, I like the idea of being like, I have a Dr. Pepper. I drink the Dr. Pepper, which means another universe, the Dr. Pepper that's sitting there did not get drank. But then I want another Dr. Pepper, so I just reach into the other universe and take that Dr. Pepper. I'm like, two Dr. Peppers for me. Other universe, me, Chris, you're fucked. The tears for me in Bioshock Infinite got really wild when one of them opened and I heard Fortunate Sun coming through it. Yeah. And I'm like, did, did the Bioshock universe have a Vietnam War? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, that whole thing is, isn't the main villain you? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you wake up in a timeline that you are the villain. Yes. Not yet, though. <laughs> it, it's... It, the best oh, thing God. about the Bioshock is, by the end of it, you realize that everything comes full circle. Yeah. <laughs> is there is no escaping, even though you have this multiverse and you have all these infinite possibilities, there's no escaping the, essentially what is fate. The reveal that the <laughs> twins aren't twins, they are two of the same people from another universe. Yes. That just in one universe they were born a male, one universe they were born female. I always thought that was such a cool idea. It's a very cool idea. It's a very cool idea also when you put them together in the same universe to have them working on a project. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God damn. But I want to replay that game. <laughs> Is that on? Is that it's on Game Pass? Pass? All the Bioshock games are on Game Pass. Fuck yeah! I'm gonna be replaying that. I don't. I definitely don't have a shit ton of other games that I need to play. I still haven't played Luigi's Mansion Three. I haven't played Control. Those well, are two games I've wanted to play more than anything this year. Anyway, summing up The Witcher, because I don't want to give the whole thing away. No. It's still fresh and new. I would say if you're if you're a fan of fantasy stuff, if you're a fan of action stuff, this stuff is. Like, right up your alley. It's got everything to satisfy just those two kinds of If fans. you want something to slightly scratch that Game of Thrones itch, kinda. A little bit more heavy on the mystical elements, and I, I that's part of part of why I like it more. Um, I would highly recommend it yes. as well. Uh, also, if you just like staring at Big Burly Man, say, if Big you Burly like, Man If you like looking at Henry Cavill, highly recommend it. If you like looking at um, the actress that plays... Yennefer, uh, I highly recommend it after episode four. Um, what did they do to her to have, is that just her holding herself like that, no, I it's, guess? It's a whole lot of prosthetics. I actually read an article about yeah. it. So it's a lot of prosthetics. Um, the thing that I enjoyed the most about her still on camera, even after the transformation, is if you pay really close attention, especially to she her face, still has... you can still see some of the features in there, which harkens back to the books where, yes, she becomes this you know, amazing beauty in the eyes of everyone who sees her, but it's because of those flaws that certain people have this perception of her. So... Is it kind of like a mask kind of thing, that she still looks that way, but she now... Almost. To, other, outwardly to a lot of people in the story, you will find out that they actually, who find out about her backstory, they think she is putting on a complete and total illusion right in front of them. They okay. still think she's a hunchback. Hmm. Um, and the thing is, is at least in the way it's portrayed in the show, she's not. She's been physically transformed and yeah. painfully so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking cut that whole thing watching her. Because that's, that's happening while he's doing something in with the werewolf. Or yeah. not werewolf, the uh, striga? The striga. Yeah, striga. Striga. Yes. Which sounds like a dessert. 
No, I, I, would, I could go from for some Striga. They definitely did the Striga very well. They yeah, did. I really enjoyed that episode. I I I'm always for like an episode that does a botchling. What's a botchling? A, so a botchling is basically a fucked up demon baby. Oh, uh, okay. Um, that's an early side quest you can do in The Witcher Three, which is actually really really interesting. A lot of people liked it because you had the opportunity to either basically kill it or save its soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but that that the Striga, I I always enjoy. A character like I was saying earlier with how he is yes get the job done but it's not just kill the monster it's a find out the best way to do this kind of thing yeah. um, which kind of retroactively makes sense of why he had such a hard had a harder decision in that first episode because mm-hmm. he really didn't know it really was and they both both of the people that he's supposed to kill or has the option of killing say it's like which of the two evils lesser of the two evils and it's yeah. like no there's no lesser well, from what he knows, there is no mm-hmm. lesser. Uh, in my opinion, yes, the other guy would have been the much better option. Um, well, to Geralt, it's more of a matter of when people tell him that there's a lesser of two evils, what mm-hmm. they really mean is, be on my side, Yeah, please. 100%. Uh, but then that's why I like he's, later on in the streak episode, it's, hey, this is not somebody that cannot be helped. The elf, they're yes. elves, right? In the second episode, when he meets the bard, yeah, he finds a peaceful resolution, mm-hmm. um, and you that see, is just—I like that in a character kind of thing. Well, I like it especially because you know from the fights you've seen him in, he is more than capable of doing something as simple as like going up against a tree and cutting his head off and collecting some gold yeah. for it. Oh yeah, and you know if he were any other witcher, as we've, as other people have seen through other pieces of witcher lore. That well, would be even the in, best solution for that. In that one episode, he <laughs> there is another wit- Witcher. Yes. And he does not make it, because I think he tried to do that. Yeah. Uh, well, his, his goal, essentially, was to go hunt down what people had told him was a monster, and he completely bought their story. Yep. Is, oh, well, this is a monster. It's, you know, an unspeakable evil that does evil things, so he doesn't really care that it's evil. He cares, I'm going to get paid if I cut its freaking head off. Yeah. <laughs> And so yeah, unfortunately, it kind of does that to him. One hundred percent, highly recommend watching it if you feel like that would fall into your category of liking things. Oh, yeah. um, I'm excited. I'm. I hope that it does well enough that Netflix is like, "Hey, we're doing another season. We're doing how many seasons we need." I always look at the way a show is on Netflix. Well, if a show is going to get a sequel on Netflix, it's purely by buzz. Because I don't have access to streaming numbers. Well, and that's so. that's a big thing. If you look on, uh, just over on things, some of my favorite things I've watched this year, I have it over on the other side of our screen, uh, Daybreak. Mm-hmm. One season they put on Netflix, I fucking loved it. I thought it was a really well done show. I still have not watched it. Um, it got canceled. They canceled it. Yeah. I literally, I didn't get around to watching the last two episodes until like a month after the fact. I uh, think it was overshadowed by the things... Everything, everything else overshadowed, it was it, and not I hate it. Enough. Um, That's one thing Netflix has a problem with is marketing, especially its original shows. So, and that is a funny topic because there is, you and I have talked about, and Dave included, and we've all talked about how Disney Plus is handling The Mandalorian and their original shows. They're mm-hmm. doing a week to week episode drop. It's not here's an entire season, here's an entire series. It's a hey, it's Friday, new episode. Yeah. So. For a show like Mandalorian, 
that worked great because you had people an episode would end you would talk about the episode you would theorize about things that would happen or that could be happening um and it, no spoilers that is one thing i'm not well, going to spoilers f- i loved it he has not watched it yet it's a formula that works because it's a formula for me that parallels the change that we've seen in the way anime releases are done now right is so before we used to have the concept of a perpetual anime this thing is going to run hell. every single week your Naruto's, your Bleach's, your Dragon Ball Z's. It's, it's the Shonen Jump formula. Yeah. It's have a new chapter every single week on that week and keep going with it. And that worked for a long time until you realized there are people who haven't had had time to catch up and people who will never catch up. And so they can't even begin to digest the beginning of something before people are already talking about the end of it. Like, I don't even want to try. <laughs> I love Detective Conan, case closed. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could ever no. catch up on that show. They are well, almost a thousand episodes in. Well, you look at the way it's released now, and it's seasonal anime, mm-hmm. right? It's stuff being released in a season. It still has that week-to-week schedule. But, but only for a couple months at a time. Only for a couple months at a time. You give people time to catch up, and those people who are already done have a whole lot of time to digest what they've just seen. Yeah. And it's the same thing with a weekly release for The Mandalorian, is you have those weekly breaks where people are able to digest one episode at a time, think about it, understand what they expect in the next episode, and the next episode follows up, and then they can decide from there if they're going to continue watching or stop watching because that episode delivered on their expectations. Yeah. And with Netflix, that there are some shows that I think work great with that. One of the other shows I have up there, Russian Doll. If I had to wait, I would be so disappointed. I, I probably would not have enjoyed that show as much if I had to wait week to week. Um, which is funny, I was about to say, because I believe it was only half hour episodes, so is... Uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian's only half hour, 40 minute episodes. Um, I don't think I could do hour long episodes of a week to week show, honestly. Oh, I've done. There's, that's, I mean, that's most television, right? 40 some, 43 minute plus commercials, yeah. whatever. Um, but Russian Doll, I feel like for me, that was a show that I wanted to watch. I wanted to binge the entire thing in one sitting. Uh, sadly, I told Kim about it and she was interested, so I had to stop watching. And <laughs> then we watched it all together. No, it's not a bad thing. It's just. You know, I would have just stayed up until 3 o'clock in the morning watching it. Um, which, speaking of, so my weekend. Oh, I didn't see you last weekend. No. Right? No, because we didn't do this last weekend. Uh, secret, we were supposed to record last weekend. Yeah. I changed the calendar. Oh. Uh, basically, I realigned it so <laughs> it doesn't fit now, because if I had left it, it would have fallen on, we would have been recording on one, our at wedding anniversary, <laughs> um, and two... On E3 again, I oh, positioned geez. it so e- we are recording the week before E3, so we can actually get a predictions episode out <laughs> and not just be drunk while fucking trying to record a podcast. <laughs> um, so moving things around with that, whatever. Uh, this weekend I binged Witcher, mm-hmm. um, and I binged the third season of Dragon Prince, which if you don't watch that show, highly recommend it. Um, you haven't watched it yet? Right. You liked Avatar, right? Very I, the I writer, 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 same guy. Writer. The way that I I've seen it, I've seen trailers for it, and I thought, oh yeah, I'm gonna totally watch this show. And I sat down one night after work, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch Dragon Prince. And instead, I clicked on Love, Death, and Robots and watched. Oh fuck, that is so, God damn it! I forgot to put that on there. That might be one of my favorite shows I this year too. Love <laughs> surrealist sci-fi stuff, and so. It is 11 o'clock at night on a Friday and I have to be up at 7 o'clock next morning to go to work. I watched every fucking episode it's of Love, Death, so and Robots. It's so good. Uh, except for that spider episode. Fuck that spider episode. I love the spider episode. I hate episode. the spider episode. Scooters. Um, I still love, one of my favorite is the, uh, 
the like monster brain link death match thing. Yeah. Um, but you, the reason, part of the reasoning that I love it is because the character designer for that is also the character designer for Dishonored. Gotcha. Uh, if you if you've ever played Dishonored and you see clips from this short, I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, you are like, oh, duh, one hundred percent the same guy <laughs> or the same designer or whatever. Um, back to the differences of these shows, mm-hmm. uh, Witcher. I, oh, that's why I was saying it. Fuck, we're all off because we're talking about well, Dragon Prince and everything. I think oh, the Witcher. I was gonna say that I ordered an entire pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's this place near us called Slice. There are two of those. You've been to Slice, right? Yes. So, turns out you can order them delivery. So, I got an entire pizza. I had a hard time, though, because I'm like, there's so many different flavors. I love the barbecue chicken. I love the che- mac and cheese. Do I want an entire mac and cheese pizza? Turns out they have a barbecue chicken mac and cheese pizza. Oh, boy. I ordered a barbecue chicken mac and cheese pizza, ate half of it watching the entirety of Witcher, and then watched ate the other half watching the entirety of Dragon Prince. Best of both worlds. Didn't eat anything else the rest of the weekend. <laughs> this man won't drink an energy drink, but he loves cholesterol. <laughs> I like food. <laughs> I don't need an energy drink. I have Dr. Pepper. That's life this blood. Is true. Essence. I have two boxes of Dr. Pepper 10. That's part of my Christmas present from Texas. Oh, boy. You can't get it in America. American? Maryland. I don't like this low-calorie soda trend that's been going on, but that's just me. Dude, Dr. Pepper 10 is like a decade old at this point. Well, yeah. It's also delicious. But it's the rebranding of diet sodas that I don't like. That's not a diet soda. Does it have any sugar in it? Uh, I don't remember. It has 10 (laughs) calories per can. Um... There's Diet Dr. Pepper. Because here's the thing. Dr. Pepper 10. Here's the thing that I keep trying to tell people all the time, right? Diet Coke and Coke Zero are the exact same fucking thing. I I can't drink Coke, so it doesn't matter to me. Well, that's that's what I keep telling. Diet Coke, Coke Zero, exact same thing. Pepsi and whatever. Diet Pepsi, Pepsi Zero, or whatever the hell they got going on. Exact same thing. (laughs) So, like... I'm not convinced the Dr. Pepper 10 is anything different than right, Dr. So, Pepper. So, uh... Basically, it's just Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper has zero calories. Dr. Pepper 10 has calories, still. <laughs> That's really it. So but it like is, in all honesty, it is a flavor thing. Drinking water with lemon zest. If you drink, if you were to drink a Dr. Pepper, because you drink Dr. Pepper sometimes, right? Yes. All right. Drink a Dr. Pepper, and then if you were given a diet Dr. Pepper, and then a Dr. Pepper 10, you would easily be able to say that Dr. Pepper 10 tastes more like a diet, do- or more like a Dr. Pepper than a diet Dr. Pepper. It's a flavor thing. There's a flavor profile that stays with it. And in my opinion, to be honest... I love Dr. Pepper. I have always loved Dr. Pepper. But Dr. Pepper 10 has some flavor to it that I actually enjoy more than a regular Dr. Pepper. Uh, would you, is it, did you look up something about it? No. Is it some, okay, whatever. Um, what the fuck did that come from? Why? Oh, because you cholesterol thing. Uh, <laughs> I like Dr. Pepper. Shut up. Eat a dick. Um, we are again. Um, anyway. So, watch The Witcher. No, um... The difference between releasing release schedules. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daybreak has those hour-long episodes. I think it was ten, maybe. Mm-hmm. I believe it was either eight or ten. One, I, I will have to give I give Netflix um, props for 
starting to realize you don't need to add this filler shit. Uh, no. Like, they're finally... Even this last season, there was probably an episode of uh, Stranger Things they could have cut. That, for me, is a big problem with a lot of Netflix shows, is you have hour-long episodes and entire seasons released at the same time. Yeah. There should be zero need for any filler. And, and that was all those Marvel shows. At least had one to, episode you could have cut. They've got to drop this idea that you have to have a certain number of episodes to make up a season in the first place. As somebody Freaking that loves... Black Mirror is a oh, cult yeah. hit on Netflix in every episode is three seasons long with the exception of the last one. So... Well, I think it's both. Every episode, every season is three episodes long, except for the Netflix seasons, where Netflix <laughs> was like, "Here's five or six or however many fucking episodes." I'm like, "No, that breaks down the formula." I think you can put more time and effort into two or three. Yes. Um, Sherlock is another another example. Sherlock, Sherlock three episodes, three episode seasons, fantastic up until like the last two seasons, um, which I think there's only four of them anyway. Yeah. Uh, you don't always need to go heavy on that kind of stuff. So much British television is, I think, at most eight episodes long sometimes. Um, Doctor Who, I think, is, I believe, 12 episodes a season. But usually that might include a holiday episode or something like that. That's Doctor Self's formula lends itself to those weekly episodes, though. Or to that, oh, yeah. To that kind of certain number of episodes because it's a Monster of the Week series at heart. So. Yeah, it's still, there will be two-parters or, or long a long arc throughout the entire season, but it works itself in. Like, if you could cut, as a fan of Supernatural, if you could turn those into 12-episode seasons, I would still be perfectly fine with it. Because there are some weaker episodes. Um, bugs. Fucking the Bugs <laughs> episode. Did you ever try and go back? Have you watched any more of that? I have not yet. Yeah, okay. But... Um, bugs, man. <laughs> I think the only downside is I think some of my favorite episodes would probably be cut from that. Like, there's a more recent episode where the entirety of it is filmed within the car. Mm-hmm. It, the camera never leaves the car. And I think that it was such a well-done episode. Um, there's an entire episode where it follows these kids in this house... As opposed to the the um, Winchesters, to uh, yeah, and I really that's so weird hearing somebody say Dean and Sam. Sam Man, it's, it's always Sam and Dean. I don't know why that sounds so weird to me. Um, Sammy, because it's Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Dean. <laughs> that's that's their voices. Well, you haven't. Well, you have experienced that because I'm sure you've seen older or newer. Episodes. I'm just trying to find. I understand that the show was probably made. When did the show debut? 2004. Oh, jeez, that is a long time ago. Hold on, I'm lying. <laughs> I'm about to say. I was Supernatural. It was, was starting high school in 2004. Oh, man, I was so far off. 2005. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, two years before I graduated high school. Um, that helps me understand some things now, like the character design. Well, I mean, the first season they are more they they come off more as well, you know. One of them's got people. fucking seventy show hair, and the other one's got like ninety. I Military. use fucking manic panic, goddamn gel in my hair every day. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and I mean, in the first two seasons, it's like the first two or three, maybe they don't have that gruff gruff voice kind of thing. At 
developed over time. It to me, I I like that voice when it's not being sold to me for like manly man characters. In well, that's the best part about Dean. Like Dean <laughs> Dean has he's supposed to come off as this like the the muscle guy the 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 big he's a he's yeah. a devil may care. But he has, he's a, he's a little kid. He's an adorable little kid. He's like, he loves pie. He loves hentai. <laughs> uh, he's a child in an adult's body. Yes. Um, I don't Sam, know. I definitely don't hand, know what that feels like. At least in this, in the first season I'm watching, looks like a fucking puppy dog, but always have to, has to come off as the more mature one. Yeah, he is, he's the, he's the, the pretty boy that also is the smartest person in the room most of the time. Um. And I'm glad that they never really pulled away from that, because there are some characters, like Flash, even on the Flash, Barry, sometimes I feel like they forget that Barry is a scientist. <laughs> they forget Barry is a scientist so much, he does. Or, here's some of the, the best parts, they sometimes the forget about... that Barry is fast. <laughs> well, here's the thing that bothers me the most. What kind of scientist is Barry supposed to be? He's a forensic scientist. But he's also like a fucking genius electrical engineer, mechanical engineer, fucking goddamn nuclear physicist so, all now, at the same time. So, now, you also have to give to give him the benefit of, not benefit, but you also have to remember that he can very quickly memorize things, this read things, true. and process it, and but it, it becomes also, part of him. It reminds me of the way people have tried to portray Peter Parker as a super smart kid is he's not just, like, a scientist who's really gifted in a field. He's a scientist who was somehow gifted in every field. And it becomes to the point you get yeah. this Mary Sue effect where it's, there's a science problem. Oh, we know who to call. We'll call Peter Parker because he just knows science things. That's, that's a big <laughs> problem with Marvel in general because that, that kind of thing falls on with Peter, Tony, um, even in the comics more T'Challa is, yeah. is more of a scientifically minded character. Um, they are just science people who do science. Yeah, it's things. like, hey, you're a science. Your your name, your title is scientist, which means <laughs> you know all the sciences. Um, I will enjoy. I do enjoy because uh, that's one thing in the movie they did is like they will say that's not my kind of. Th- I don't know that kind of stuff. Like, um, oh fuck, my mind's blanking. Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner, Banner. Banner admits he does he's like i don't this is my stuff i don't yeah. know this stuff the time travel shit in endgame i don't know what i'm doing for the most part We're, we might get there <laughs> turn into a baby turn into a kid what was it i can't remember that you fucking, turn into a little baby movie. um little <laughs> what we're saying oh yeah daybreak lost this <laughs> lost any kind of continuity or not or pickup or whatever because there were other shows that were running at the same time it got dropped on one at one weekend if you didn't watch it that weekend, there were so many other things going on. It fell into the horrible time of, guess what was running week to week that same time that that show dropped? Watchmen. Oh, boy. In Watchmen, I have not watched a single episode of HBO's Watchmen. But that's still a content- It that's has still been. a big contender to go Yeah, up it is the most talked about show I've seen since, like, if it weren't for the fact that Mandalorian was on, too... I probably would have only been reading news stories about uh, yeah, Watchmen. Luckily, The Witcher seems to be able to be sticking out of that, and it's also being linked to the fact that 
Witcher 3 has had a skyrocket in players because it's of it being launched. skyrocket in player sales. actually really strangely had a bump in sales as well. Which makes no like, sense. CD Projekt Red hasn't sold copies of this game for years. and now No, all no, of a it, sudden, still, it weirdly still sells well, decently, it selling, but it wasn't as... But then people yeah. were all of a sudden jumping on like it was a brand new released game. Yeah. And they're buying not just The Witcher, they're buying like... The collector's edition. The collector's edition that comes with all the expansions and everything. So people are just buying this shit up and... It's one of the first times I've actually seen a seen the TV show boost loosely related sales. to a game boost video game sales. We've had games that have tried to run simultaneously alongside TV shows. Well, based and on you them. loved one of those. Yes, um, Defiance. Yeah, I love Defiance. The show Defiance. The game is an absolute travesty that I still love playing. <laughs> I mean, you love that game too. <laughs> <laughs> it's trash, but it's good trash. That's you know that's my whole. If a per that's my perfect uh, review of Six Underground, by the way. It's trash, but it's good trash. I was gonna watch Six Underground just because fucking what's his face Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is in it, and then I realized this show probably banked on Ryan Reynolds being in it. Well, it's Ryan Reynolds, and it's directed by uh, Explodey Boy. Oh, okay. Um, what's his name right now? My mind, Bay. Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. Uh, Again, highly recommend it. Not what we're talking about, mostly. So yeah, you know. Shows sometimes get launched at the worst times. Maybe Netflix should think about, depending on the show, changing up how it's released. They like, really... they have some shows. What? I mean, it's something the gaming industry has dealt for years, right? Is you don't launch games at specific times when you know you're going yeah. to give it some... But this was my issue with Battleborn. Battleborn isn't a shitty game at all, but it was launched next side of something it was easily comparable to, and that was Overwatch. So easily comparable to, and in my opinion, I enjoy it more. Um, oh, yeah. I feel like Battleborn played more like a uh, first person, like first person MOBA. MOBA. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. Uh, the storyline, I enjoyed the way that that single or the multiplayer campaign. I enjoyed yeah. the way that kind of handled. Um, I just enjoyed the characters in it overall. All yeah. the characters were unique. They but all they were locked. Very different skills. Weren't they kind of locked behind a paywall at one they point? They were. So the issue with Battleborn is when it realized that it wasn't making... When Gearbox realized they weren't making huge sales on it, they tried to do the whole free-to-play kind of thing where they were just monetizing certain elements of it to the point it became essentially a freemium game. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. Let's move on. Somebody's invading. There's an invader. We've been invaded. Hello. Hey, you want to talk about Star Wars? Well, instead of instead of talking about Steven Universe, we can talk about Star Wars now. Cooking. You're cooking. Cooking. All right, never mind. Let's talk about Star Wars. Nope, that's a lie. Steven, Steven Universe future. Star Thank you. Universe. Which. Steven. In an hour Universe is War. the last two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Steven Universe War. I know. Believe me, I've almost cried twice today about it. What are you cooking with that with? I'm not. I'm going to drink it. You said you're cooking. <laughs> yeah. I'm cooking, so I grab... What is that? Gin. Gin. You're cooking okay. your liver. <laughs> Did you not go get more of that, by the way? You no. didn't have time? No, I, I thought against it because I'm not going to be able to drink it. True. In a couple of months. Yeah. Plus, we got enough here. I'll probably finish it tonight. No, <laughs> Kim. <laughs> Uh, unpaid ad for, what's it called? Western Sun. Western Sun. Vodka, gin, distillery place. They're great. I got a hat. It's in Pilot Point. It's in Pilot Point, Texas. <coughs> which is a small part of Texas. 
in the Texas area. I feel like when the state is large as Texas, everywhere is a small part of Texas. Texas sucks. <laughs> Except for the good places, like Austin and Torchy's Tacos. In two places. The one Western city Sun. and one taco place. It's not one taco place, place. There's multiple. Also, if you sell kolaches, you're probably pretty decent. Have you ever had a kolache? No. Boy. I don't even know what fucking kolaches are. Kolaches are... It's basically bread with filling. So, Pop-Tart. No. Hot Pocket. Better than a Pop-Tart in a Hot Pocket. Oh. It's like you can have meats and cheeses and eggs and peppers and you can sometimes do a sweet one like a donut almost but the bread is better so much better than a calzone (laughs) they're little hand hand things small calzone google it not right now just in general (laughs) steven universe future which is not steven universe season six fuck all of you that don't understand how shows work steven universe lasted for five seasons it had a movie and then it had a follow-up sequel series Epithet Epilogue Epilogue What's an epithet? (laughs) I'm not gonna even go there (laughs) What is it? Is that the first part? An epithet is a At least in certain context Specific insult Geared towards a Demographic An adjective An adjective or descriptive phrase expressing a quality characteristic of the person or thing mentioned. Yes, also that. Actually that sounds word. less offensive than what you said. Well, people have also used the word racial epithet before. Oh, racial epithet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Old men are often of unfairly awarded the epithet dirty. Yes, people jeered and hurled racial epithets. An yes. epithet as a term of abuse. Okay. There's hey. a series on Verve called Epithet Erased, which I want to watch. Oh! It's not only on Verve, it's also on YouTube. He puts it out later on YouTube. I love his animation style. I haven't seen um, it I was too busy gushing over fucking Hasbun Hotel and Hell of a Boss for like a month. That was you last, <laughs> or two weeks ago? Yes. Um, hey, did you open either of your presents for me and Dave? Not yet. Okay, do that. I will. I'm getting very close to just saying cancel and refund me money. <laughs> <laughs> Just know if you get a gift from Chris and you don't open it in time, he will take that shit right back. Open that shit, motherfuckers! He will come to your house and steal presents from underneath the tree. (laughs) I'm like the Grinch, but if the Grinch gave gifts and then when you took too long to open them, you took them back. I'll use your note. My gifts have timers on them. If you don't open within, it's not, you know, open, don't open till Christmas. It's like, open by the 8th of January or. (laughs) Oddly specific date. (laughs) Well, you know when the 8th is. No. I don't either. I think it's a Wednesday. (laughs) Oddly specific date. (laughs) It is a Wednesday. Because the first is a Wednesday. Dude, I don't know days anymore. Lads. Um <laughs> So Steven Universe Future started uh almost a month ago at this point. Yep. Um This is very good. It has been very different than what I think a lot of people expected. I think people expected a little bit more of a store a direct story arc of a focus on characters that we haven't gotten as much focus on. Mm-hmm. Um Basically not, because we didn't have many answers or questions left. It was more of what ifs kind of thing. What if this happens? What if that happens? 
Um, that Steven Universe movie was the closure of a whole lot of story yeah. threads. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that a lot of people, I think, are still asking for is there are certain fusions that they want to see. There which I'm like, okay, I get see, it. Which, at this point, I'm glad... Here's the thing. I don't know if it's happened. I'm glad that Steg was a thing. Because... Dude, I cried. <laughs> here's the thing about Steg, right? For the longest time, the Steven Universe fandom had been looking at, or at least a portion of it, were looking at fusions... The same way you look at ships in other fandoms, right? Mm-hmm. It was always viewed as this romantic or even sometimes really sexual thing. Yeah. And then Steg happens and people are like, oh, well, it can't be that. Well, I mean, they should have <laughs> realized it didn't have to be that when in Diamond Days, I think that was the, or in Change Your Heart, the, that's right, mm-hmm. the storyline of Change Your Heart, uh, Change Your Mind. Change Your Mind. Sorry. Um, when Steven is trying to save all the gems and reawaken him, Mm-hmm. He fuses with all three of the main gems, or four, yeah. three, uh, of Maybe. the main gems, and that's how we get Rainbow Rainbow Quartz 2.0, we mm-hmm. get Sunstone, who is my f- one of my favorites. Sunstone um, is great. Because it's basically, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh... It's the fucking bear line. Yeah. <laughs> Sunstone um, is. fourth wall breaking, <laughs> PSA giving, the more you know bullshit, um... But for me, uh, I, I guess I never really looked at it. The only fusion I ever looked at in that way was Garnet. And that is because Garnet was love. Yes. Gar- Garnet, Garnet was the, the embodiment of two people caring so much for each other that they would do whatever they can to be with each other. Yes. Um, luckily, that's something that happens in both ways. The, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. The fact that it wasn't Ruby saving Sapphire again. It was Sapphire saving Ruby that caused them to fuse. Well, where, where I was going is that because that's established now, because we understand the nature of fusions now, we don't have to deal with this in Steven Universe future anymore. We still will, though. Sorry, that's much closer. I, mean, I understand people want their, their ships to happen, but now we understand that certain ones... At least in the way that people want them to happen, will not happen. I have a theory, um, and I doubt it's a theory that will happen at all. There's part of me that feels like the final episode will have some kind of force that mm-hmm. Steven has to do something about. Um, and there's part of me that would love to see to save somebody, or part in part way to save somebody, he has to fuse with Jasper. Um... I, there's not enough episodes for this. There are only two more episodes of this, which means I doubt that that'll happen. That's not. Huh? I would. Here's the thing about Jasper is when we were originally introduced in her, it's part of Malachite with Lapis. Well, that's not the first time we meet her. First yeah, time we meet her. That's true. The first time we meet her, she complains that fusion is a cheap tactic to it make weak, until Lapis weaker. Lapis is out of the mirror that she fuses with her. Yeah. Well, she did so. Lapis Mirror happens, Lapis flies away, Lapis gets taken by Jasper and Peridot, Jasper attacks, separates, or poofs everybody except for Steven, who just gets knocked out, um, cause Jasper complains that few, weak gems only fuse to become stronger, mm-hmm. um, and then gets her ass handed to her, so she decides to forcibly fuse with Lapis, but Lapis takes the opportunity to take yeah. the reins over and save Steven. 
I would like to see see a reconciliation between those two characters, even if it's not this season. Well, that's the thing. It's over. This is it. There is no more. There's no more. These are literally the last two episodes. That's why we got... Food? What what kind of food? Meatballs. Ooh. I meatballs. And zucchini noodles. Ooh, zucchini noodles. Is it for all of us? Yeah. Ooh, meatballs, zucchini noodles. Chris likes meatballs in his mouth. They're uh, Korean meatballs. I like Korean meatballs in my mouth. (laughs) We are adults. (laughs) Mature. That like Korean meatballs in our mouths. Nate, you want food? Yes, please. Nate wants Korean meatballs in his mouth. I do. So bad. The episode title of this episode is... Not anything to do with Korean meatballs, that's for sure. Just the episode title. Can't wait to eat? Korean meatballs. Okay. That's okay. So, this is it for Steven Universe, period. I didn't yes. Know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that we are breaking that news to you right now. <laughs> anyway, that's that's just what I would like to see. Thank you. I'd like to see a... I'll give that to him. Okay, thank you. he's over there. I don't want to be rude. Um, so, with like knowing that... I would like to see that reconciliation between okay. Jasper and Lapis, even though it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. There's so much that I would love to see. But, in that last episode... I feel like last Lapis, you got her kind of closure, and she's accepted her life and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the because I know people still would love to see Paradox Fuse with somebody. Uh, there are some things that I'm mad because they put people out a clip and it was a little bit forever, so Yeah, but there was also the whole Amethyst Paradox ship shit that that all went down to. Whatever. I hate to say it, but the Steven Universe fandom is can one of the be. most volatile fandoms. Can be. The shipping side. They're horrible. Yeah. People that just theorize about stuff are fucking fun and cool. Oh, yeah. They're chill motherfuckers. What if Steven just fuses with everybody at the same time? Uh, and Mega makes a new Obsidian? cluster. <laughs> just makes a new cluster and the whole series restarts from the beginning. Are you going to do something that I told you you weren't allowed to do? Yes. No. There's a dining room table here to use. The only reason I say that and not the desk is because last time the desk stopped, re- it started re- stopped recording, and oh yeah, yeah, I don't want that to happen again. No. So I don't, I'm excited to see how it ends. Honestly, me too. I'm excited. I'm. I'm oh, we're, we might go long enough that we'll be watching it down here. I'm actually quite relieved that knowing that this is the conclusion to it, because that means I don't have to deal with. The another speculation. break. We're going to do another break, which was torture for a while. I will admit, we don't know. We don't 100% know. We think that this is the last two episodes. They I'm could just... easily just say, season two of Steven, U- Steven Universe Future coming soon. I'm not one of those people who like gets very attached emotionally to TV shows, but Steven Universe is one of those ones that, like, it attacked me on so many levels personally <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, how dare you take a break? Yeah. <laughs> Especially for as long as it did most of the time. Yes. We'd get one episode and not get another episode for like a month or two. Um, I'm also just glad that it's not, hey, we're canceling the show. Because like, OKKO got canceled so it didn't get to wrap up the way that I'm sure he wanted to end it. Mm-hmm. Um, this, Gravity Falls, I enjoy when people actually get to end the show they want to end it. The way they want to end it. Yeah. Uh, but I so far what I'm liking, I like the individual storylines. I like 
stuff kind of getting wrapped up in a single episode instead of having to get more things. I'm still annoyed that we don't have any answers about Onion. (laughs) Onion is not human. I don't think... It has been many years. Onion has not changed. You know what Onion is? Steven got a neck. Onion is an old god trapped in the body of a child. (laughs) Onion is Onion is actually Odin. (laughs) Onion is an eldritch whore. He's like Cthulhu. Don't call him a whore. No. I didn't say he's a whore. Spicy. Uh, It was a little spicy. So yeah, um, if you love Steven Universe, fucking watch Steven Universe Future. You're probably watching it right now. I would hope so. It's probably one of those series where if a box set comes out that's like Steven Universe, the movie, and Steven Universe Future, I just buy the whole thing. Ditto. All on Blu-ray. The only box set of a TV show I own is Futurama. That's the special one, the big one, the big ass one. The big one that's all everything on DVD. Yeah. Show has one of the saddest episodes of all time. And I got it because it was a flash sale on Amazon several years ago. <laughs> so now we're gonna move over to all to the spoilers. The forbidden film. Rise of Skyhawk. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. No, that has nothing to do with it. That is the forbidden film, actually. <laughs> it's a great movie. Did you watch it yet? <laughs> Highly recommend it. I've heard a lot of every stuff movie, about it. <laughs> every movie on that list right there of that movie section, I highly recommend. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Kim would say that about most of those movies. Yeah. Because I saw most of those with her. Uh, there's only two on there that she didn't see with me. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the two that you wouldn't recommend. Probably. <laughs> hey, Missing Link is a like, like a, like a, like a movie, so. Yeah. People like like a. So. From here People on, like like a just just a reminder to anybody still listening if you are still listening because this is long spoilers this is really spoilers all the spoilers for Star Wars Episode Nine the Rise of Skywalker Rise of Ray man can you believe that it was Jar Jar the whole time um, Babu Freak is the best thing to happen to Babu Freak Babu Freak is adorable Babu Freak yeah is... oh, what? the best thing that happened in three weeks <laughs> Babu Freak is the best character in this fucking movie. Okay, honestly. hold on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hold on. So you're about you. Okay, between the two new adorable things, Dio you choose Dio or, D- yeah, or Babu Freak. Babu Freak, because Dio is a fucking toy Dio's great. for Disney. I love Dio. I love Dio. He's adorable, and Dio I like is that consent he, he bot. can talk. He is adorable, and I'm glad that he speaks Galactic Common and all that stuff He's like that. He's consent but bot. He is a toy. For Disney to sell the kids. Oh, and you don't think Babu Freak is either? No. No, Babu Freak would be horrified to children. It's adorable. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, all right. Here's the thing. Let's go with just our feelings on the movie. Kim, did you like the movie? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Nate, did you like the movie? Yeah. Visually, yes. Narratively, no. fuck no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you answer, then... No, no. We've already talked about I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. It was enjoyable if you don't think too much about it. Yes, a 100%. Lot of, a lot of fan service moments just kind of um, smacked together into I, a narrative, and it was a little clumsy. I had fangasms the whole way through while I was in the theater, and then I got out of the theater and was like, like oh, I'm Yeah, spent. once you think about How it. How much ass like, did I take this morning? <laughs> <laughs> so in comparison, I can't remember, what did you think of Last Jedi? Last Jedi was, it's a confusing movie for me to break down and analyze because... Do you like it, yes or no? 
Do I like it? Not really. Mm -hmm. These two compared to each other, which one do you like more? I have to say The Last Jedi, honestly, which is weird and is, like, gonna anger a lot of people, but the thing is, The Last Jedi at least had structure. It had a theme that it was going for. <laughs> yeah? I would only disagree because I walked out of Last Jedi being like, wow, that was shit. <laughs> that was total shit. <laughs> I hated it. I'm now, I will glad say, I didn't really give it a second problem. chance. Well, I also saw and it I'm two not times sure if it was my audience. I'm telling you, the more you think about it, the angrier it will make you. <laughs> about which one? Both of them, I guess. About the last, well, the last Jedi especially, because I only started to not like the movie a whole lot when I sat down, watched it again, and then thought about what I had just actually seen and witnessed. And I was like, you know, those people who were saying Ryan, Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson, whatever the fuck his name is, Ryan. killed Star Wars. He did it on fucking purpose. <laughs> like, it's in the movie. <laughs> and so, that's why I was, I want to say disappointed in Rise of Skywalker. Because I saw a meme that I think explains it really well. And it's, well, it, it was a TikTok. Um, it's, okay. it's a guy holding a bunch of shit in his hands and he just, like, drops it on the floor and it says J.J. Abrams with Star Wars. <laughs> and then it's, like, Ryan Johnson. And he goes, oh, wait, I think he meant to, like, put these in, like, and he tries to set up the order, and then, like, for Rise of Skywalker, it's JJ again, and it's just like, nope, I meant to, (laughs) (laughs) and he messes it all up again. So my biggest thing. And I think that kind of perfectly explains it. Uh, And I've talked a lot about this with Lou and a couple people online. It's the biggest disappointment for this trilogy is that that Disney did not have a singular vision for it. In more literal terms, this movie is J.J. Abrams basically telling Ryan Johnson, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, because Ryan Johnson's whole theme in The Last Jedi is, you know, let old things die. Let's make Star Wars something new, something fresh. Even if it isn't what fans want or expect from Star Wars, let's take a risk and go in a new direction with this. Mm-hmm. And J.J. Abrams basically said, no, fuck that. I want old Star Wars back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did it to the point where Rise of Skywalker is so much of old Star Wars. <laughs> it is a collage of old Star Wars, almost literally in the sense that if you blink, you will miss stuff. <laughs> Luckily, Kim found the one point to go to the bathroom that you didn't actually miss. So anything. did I, yeah. and it was the fucking They Fly <coughs> line. The they what? Fly Now. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I was Because I had seen it in trailers so many times, I yeah, knew when true. it was coming up in the movie. We had a couple of different scenes that we had seen before because of either Fortnite or... Fork knife. Fork knife, yeah. Fork knife. Mm. Um, which well, people are now just, looking at as canon because of in the movie that thing. Because of what? What, in the seat? <laughs> like, put yes, in the seat. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> um, relieve yourself. That would be great if you like could go to a separate bathroom in your theater and there'd be screens in front of you that are still playing it, since it's a fucking digital movie anyway nowadays. Yeah. Um, I remember doing that in, what was it, a Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Because the game is on? Yeah, and they have the games but like on the floor. the screen on my urinal had actually blue screen. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I took a picture of it. <laughs> oh, God. Um, wait, somebody mentioned something. And then we went off, you said bathroom, going things. Oh, the fork knife thing. Mm-hmm. The Fortnite event happened. Fortnite event ended with 
a mess, a mysterious message from Emperor Palpatine, which people are now saying is the direct connection to what the the scroll at the beginning of the movie is. Why are you giving me look? No, I was just gonna say what I said after we watched it. Oh yeah. The Palpatine thing was. It kind of felt like it was just out of nowhere. Like, oh shit, let's scramble to put together a backstory Mm -hmm. when you had two whole movies to do it. And so this was really just like exposition. Like, hey, this Palpatine thing, by the way, has been going on this whole time. And (laughs) I feel like that was just kind of a cop out. It was really. That's um, why a lot of people say. It could have been set up a lot better. A lot of people say that that (laughs) it was. People say that this was J.J. Abrams making his second and third movie in one movie. And yeah. that's why you get so much smash cut through that first yeah. that first hour or so. is just boom, 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 boom. Right. There are things separate from the movies themselves that I think kind of explain how we got the Disney trilogy to begin with. They used things that other well, people had mentioned. They, first thing is, if I think back to the original trilogy, right is there were years in between those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George Lucas had time to develop and perfect and refine his vision for what each of those films would be. Disney's schedule was yearly release of some major Star They did Star take a year off of the main story. They though. did. They actually but took two was, years off, I think, with this it one. It was... Just about. This sort of... It was a fever pitch compared to the way the older movies were right. released, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Is Disney was so concerned with keeping Star Wars relevant that they just sped everything up in the development process. I looked back to an interview that Kathleen Kennedy, the current head of Lucasfilms, did with Rolling Stone, and one of the things she said, because I remember people bringing this up, I just never paid attention to it because a lot of the stuff I was watching was honestly, I hate to say this word on stream, just misogynistic garbage thrown in her direction. Oh, yeah. But she said, you know, more or less, we don't have source material. We don't have comics and 800-page novels to go on. And everyone was like, yes, you do. <laughs> you have what you now have deemed the legends, yes. for one but thing. But then this movie proved it because that thing with Palpatine is pulled directly from the extended universe and legends of Star Wars. Is He cloned himself. He yeah. you know, yeah. had this secret order. He went to the furthest reaches of space to find old Sith artifacts and secrets and stuff like that so he could continue being in the Legends continuity, the eternal emperor of the Sith. It felt a little too <clears throat> Hitler-y too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the uh, final order. The final oh, order. Okay. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> in it, in it, a it's big like part. J.J. Abrams was just reading Mein Kampf and was like, alright, let's this, uh, take this that works. one let's and do that, that one. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my god. Um... <laughs> If I had watched this, if I had watched the movie, I'm just assuming. I just want to take. Let's just take Palpatine's <laughs> lines, translate them to German, and put a little bit of static over I know, them. Right? <laughs> uh, what's German for? Do it. <laughs> um, but no, it. A lot of the the fan servicey moments is it's split between actual fan service for all Star Wars people. If you can suspend disbelief in the storyline, it was an entertaining movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In that, so that is my thing. The reason why I'm able to enjoy all three of these movies is because I'm looking at them purely as, am I enjoying these movies? I enjoyed Last Jedi. Did it take me two, two times to watch it to enjoy it? Yes. Because 
I think we talked about it again. It was one hundred percent. I think it was because of the crowd we had. The second yeah. time we didn't have, I didn't have people reacting and as loudly and. It was over the top yeah. the reaction, and I think Disney has built that up to mm-hmm. they like that's what they want. Yeah. So, how did y'all? Where did you go to see the movie? Uh, so with this one, we went to AMC. We went to White okay. Marsh. And um, what kind of theater did you see it in? Just regular it? theater. Just regular theater. Okay. So when I went with Dave, it was a couple, not even a whole week ago, honestly. Yeah, you just went um, Thursday. We went to White Marsh and we saw it in the Dolby Theater. Yeah. So, you know, big booming speakers, 4D audio, all that stuff. Blacker like that. than black. Yeah, black screen. Than fucking yeah. Vanta Black and all that shit like that. So the biggest and most epic moments of the film were amplified by that sound system tenfold mm-hmm. where I think if I had sat down and this was like a Blu-ray, Blu-ray release a year from now and I was watching it on my TV at home I'd be like meh yeah meh, okay. meh. yeah exactly <laughs> um, yeah I, I, I feel that and okay. so entertainment I, I agree that it, all three of them are very entertaining films because they are visual spectacles and yeah. they dazzle you with light and sound yeah. and action. I love and all the, the stuff way like that. It's just like, hey, look at this shiny thing, and let's make your money off if, of the toys. Well, the way I was I wish... say, the way that they did the lighting <coughs> where the emperor was hidden away. Mm-hmm. I love that the constant lightning showing off different angles and all that kind of stuff. I, I, didn't I like really you wish didn't? sometimes I really enjoyed that. I had never developed a critical eye for films, so I could be one of those people who could just sit there and be like. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, all you gotta do is you find one movie that breaks you, and you're good to enjoy anything. I mean, it, I don't even think that it's it's like anybody can see that this is kind of a shit movie. But yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can just like put your issues with it aside, you can still enjoy it. Like, you can take it for what it is, and it's a enjoyable movie. Yep. It's the whole new trilogy is enjoyable if you can just like put your criticism aside <laughs> but like if you're into star wars at all then you're gonna have problems with it oh, like I, I am not a star wars like I crazy think that was my problem is, is i was too into star wars by yeah. the time i saw this film i'm i'm not like obsessed with star wars i will enjoy it but i i hadn't seen a star war until i was like <laughs> 16 Star Wars. <laughs> the stars so don't even bad. fight each other in movies. You're out of ten. Go see a Where Star are the Wars. warring stars? I see no stars fighting. Stars don't I'm fight obviously each other. referencing Arrested Development, but whatever. <laughs> I, like, I haven't seen Star Wars since I, until I was like 16. I watched it with Chris Timmons on his couch at his house, and it was whatever. Did we, we re-watch Star Wars yes. before one of the movies? Yeah. Okay. Um, Which one? Force Awakens? Or? Yes. Before Force Awakens. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. What's... But, again, I I mean, I had known a lot of stuff about Star Wars before even seeing it. My mom was a big Star Wars fan. So I knew some stuff. I knew a lot of the backstory on it. But I was never really, like, obsessed with it. And then, just, like, going into it, I had a lot of criticisms. I I would say that I know more than just, like, whoever off the street. But, like, I still had a lot of problems with it. But if, like, if you can just put that aside. <laughs> if you okay. accept the film's issues, I, really, you can yeah. still enjoy the movie. And I think that's why I rank it in my mind a little bit better than other people. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh yeah, there are some very obvious issues. Right. The pa- the Palpatine setup. 
the Palpatine storyline, I can accept and enjoy. Right. The lack of setup is the big glaring issue Exactly. Well, that was an issue for a lot of major story beats in the entire film. Is... Well, first, I should just go down my He's list. He's got here. his whole list of First things. of all, how did you guys feel about the pacing of the movie? And we talked that was when I mentioned okay. the two movies in one. My thing is like it was fine because that's how I expect Star Wars to be. You expected the boom, 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 yeah. Yeah, I expected to have those weird wipes and the cuts and whatever. So in my head, I was like, oh, this is just normal. I think so what, I was okay with it. I think what m- maybe had put some people off of how fast it was is because Last Jedi was a little bit slower. Yeah, and true. what yeah. did focus on certain things longer. It did feel like it was cramming For a lot me, into the what, allowed. What I did after watching this is I went back and I watched super cuts of the original trilogy. And I watched a super cut of the prequel trilogy. And I just... I compared basically one sort of issue I had with the film at a time mm-hmm. to these supercuts over and over and over again. Now, a supercut, you know, is just taking the major plot piece of yeah. films and sticking them together. Yeah, they take out the best part of the original. They, they completely erase episode one from the supercuts. <laughs> well, yeah. there's, there's almost... Pod racing, Kim! Yes. But there's almost no... There's no, you know, pauses in between these moments. You basically just get action all the way through. And so I would expect those to be a whole lot faster paced than this. And then it came to the point where Rise of Skywalker, especially at the beginning, felt even faster. Oh, yeah. And that was, that's where I was saying, like, the first, what to, to me, it was like maybe the first half an hour after <coughs> felt very, chop, 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 let's but get through all this. And then we slow down a little bit. That's what made me feel, though, was like the editors of this film probably had, like, flashbacks for weeks. You know what it is? I think once we hit. It probably isn't an hour in. Once mm-hmm. we hit the Star Wars anniversary celebration, the the place that has all the balloons and parties and shit going yeah. on, where it's like, hey, it happens every 42 years from C-3PO. Yeah. That is where the pacing 36. starts to move at a regular movie pace. How many desert planets does the right. Star Wars galaxy fucking have? A lot, but only three <laughs> of them are important. Tatooine. Like... Just give me Jakku and whatever that some was. kind of mention of that trader trader guy that was in that that his ship where they found the dagger, right? Yes. Yeah. Give me some kind of mention of that before. Give me some kind of mention of the parents trading her to keep her safe. Give me some kind mm-hmm. of mention of anything before mm-hmm. this movie, and don't just be like, by the way, Palpatine's back. Oh man. Like, in the crawl, they gave away too much. That was the biggest thing for me, is in the (laughs) crawl, the very first line is, the dead speak. Yeah. Hey, here's the plot that we should have given you before. Is they regurgitate that later on in the movie as if it's a surprise, as if it's a twist that everyone's supposed to be shocked by. Oh, well, Palpatine sending transmissions from beyond the known regions of space. It's like, you told us that already. They weren't 100% sure. They had heard his voice, they had heard him talk. But we're like, is this real? If it was set up more like... And that's the thing with this, the fast motion, boom, 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 whatever. We were told, hey, here's the, the, the signal. Palpatine could still be alive. What's up with this? And then the Rebels find out that he is alive later. We, as watchers, have known this because Kylo Ren meets him in five minutes. And it would have been great if we got time to see the Resistance actually dwell on that. Right. Especially Leia, because 
well, she of there all are of them, Leia, Chewie, those old characters, Lando even, they of all the people in the Resistance should know what it means to have someone like Palpatine back on the scene, right? They should understand the absolute dread that they're about to face, and we right. have zero time to dwell on that. There's like, Palpatine's not a bad dude, please go kill him. Right, and it doesn't really <laughs> feel like there's any stakes in that. It's just like, oh shit, Palpatine, like, and yes, knowing who he is and what he's done like that in itself mm -hmm. is kind of like that's what the stakes are but like like nate said there's no like build up for that it's just like okay he's back yeah and it really <laughs> is so and that's one thing where people are like okay for the ending villain of the series we're just going to go back to the big guy from the first two um i was going to ask you you i don't think i've actually asked you about this how did you feel about the leia content how they worked leia into the story so, I've always said... I thought they should have let her drift off into space. <laughs> yeah. There we are. Yeah. I always said, specifically, not even specifically, but just because we or, lost Carrie Fisher in the middle of this, right? So, okay, or, here's the thing. None or, of the footage of her, all of this is, none of this was filmed for this movie. Everything that is in this movie is from footage that they had left over from Force Awakens. Okay. So that put that into context. I didn't know. I'll if put you that, knew that in the context. Let her have sacrificed herself as Holden instead of Laura Dart. Yes, but again, in that, believe mm -hmm. me, I would one hundred percent behind that. Yes, Let, but the problem is the movie happened before she died. Yes. I know. Well, I know, and that's so. so disappointing. But it would have been Jedi, easy enough to have her pressing the button. Yes. yes. Yeah. In the Last Jedi, it would have made. Holden is such a good character. Even if we take the film up to that point where the bridge of the ship is blown up and she's blasted out into space and all that stuff, right? There's two major reasons. First of all, you have to show respect to the character. Right. Is Leia is not just another Star Wars character. She is an icon of Star Wars lore. One of the Take main that four. and respect it and let her die in a way that fuels the rest of Star Wars. And in that case, it is Kylo Ren's giving in to that impulsive dark side kind of stuff. Let him go with that. He already killed his dad. So let him deal with the regret of the fact that he made the decision at the last moment not to kill his mom, but she's still dead. Mm -hmm. How does he process that going down the road? Right. Well, and I also feel like the whole Leia Jedi training backstory bullshit with like... <laughs> that to me. <laughs> my son dies at the end of my Jedi training. Oh, like I feel like that was thrown in unnecessarily. I have to tell you, my stomach almost <coughs> turned in the theater when I saw that. I have no problem with her being trained as a Jedi. Though. I have no problem with her being trained as a Jedi if they didn't do the crap they pulled in The Last Jedi to begin with. Because I don't need an explanation for why Leia has Force powers. I don't need an explanation for Force sensitivity. We knew that in the original trilogy that she was Force sensitive. Yeah. But at the same time, Leia was that person who had all that power. She has a Skywalker blood, but she doesn't want to be a Jedi. Right. Now we see her, and she's got a fully constructed lightsaber going through Jedi training with Luke. Where was she during the entire time the First Order was coming to rise? Why wasn't she there being a Jedi while she they were looking for up. Luke? She had given up. If she had given up, then I expect her to follow those same plot beats that Luke followed in Last Jedi, where we've made a huge mistake in misunderstanding the Force... Which is why we don't want Jedi around anymore. And then that would have given them a connection to Ray to say, 
maybe there's something different about her and we can do it better this time. <laughs> so there's also a whole thing, and it's not said in the movie. I don't remember if it's actually said in the movie, that she, Leia knew that Ray was a Palpatine. Right. There's some conversation, some interview yeah. or whatever outside of the movie. Is like, oh yeah. They tell she her that, she, like, that Leia knew the whole time. It's like J.K. Rowling going back and being like, yeah, Alvin Dumbledore was gay. How one. did you not know? No, that's my problem, though, yeah. is that, like, it, it all felt like, why didn't you just fucking talk about yeah. that to begin with? Well, and, and it's because it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't that. Right. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't yeah. that. And that's, that's what happened with Brian Johnson, though, is... I liked his world make, setup. You tried She's to make a no it a one point with power. that you do not have to be of blood. This descendant character, you don't have to be a legacy character in Star Wars right. to be a powerful force user and to oh, be wait, a just good kidding. Jedi. And then it's, <coughs> I, I actually wrote, I had to edit this list so many times because I wrote on the first line in Disney's messed up gift to fans and what I had originally wrote in very large text is Disney's fucked up gift to fans. Like, <laughs> and, I like the idea of her struggling with, like, her potential for being on the dark side. And I, I enjoyed that part of it. Like, again, if you had set this up properly, it could have been really well done. Mm-hmm. Just that, as it is. That, had you given me the setup previously... I felt like this could have been so much more enjoyable. But, I mean, that's why people love Luke, though, right? Is in the original trilogy, Luke's whole struggle was his being tempted by the dark side and his decision instead to turn towards the light. Right. In this one, that decision feels cheapened because she's the in the rise of Skywalker, <laughs> she has every reason now to not turn towards the darkness because right. her fucking grandfather is the most evil person in the galaxy right. at that point. Right. And, like... <laughs> Luke finds out that his father is pretty much the most evil dude in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And, right hand I mean, we too, know actual. as the audience that he has conflicting feelings and could be turned to the light. But to Luke, he's like the biggest bad. And so that could have been mirrored yeah. really well and, and done really well. But and, it wasn't. But Luke had to deal with his anger concerning that. Is right. He looks at Darth Vader as this evil son of a bitch who just happens to be his dad. And so Luke is conflicted at the end where Palpatine's telling him kill your dad. That's And that's the thing about and the Skywalker Luke bloodline. Luke goes no. While, well, in The Last Jedi it's like or Rise of Skywalker, Rey doesn't have to think about killing Palpatine. Palpatine has no ability to be redeemed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say that's the thing all the Skywalker bloodline the jet, the uh, force powerful bloodline with the them is they have the ability to choose between light and dark. One goes dark, one goes light. One kind of goes dark and then redeems himself. Whatever, but they all have the attitude issues where it's like, "Fuck you, Dad," or "Fuck you, Jedi." With yeah. Anakin, I will say. Fuck you, younglings. Young, fuck you, younglings. <laughs> Who do you think you are, children? Um, <laughs> I will say that that's the worst thing with Anakin. I'm sorry. I think has that scene gets me every fucking time I watch the prequel trilogy. I'm like, how did George Lucas fucking get away with this? Because <laughs> he wasn't owned by Disney. Um, Anakin has, I think, the best issue the the best back and forth with the between going light and dark 
But that doesn't happen in the movies. That is all in Clone Wars. Yes. His storyline in Clone Wars is so much better than but anything he, that was ever done in the movie. The thing about Anakin in Clone Wars is he encounters so many things that are literal embodiments of the Force. Right. You have the mother-father-son story arc, you have him meeting the Wills, and so, and all these things. He basically goes on a journey that you would expect like a Legends Jedi, like Luke's son, to go on. It was... Ironically, the Legends version of Kylo Ren, basically. Yeah. Um, you have Dash Render come in? I don't know. <laughs> but the story of Darth Cadus is actually really interesting. But beyond that, it's it's this thing where when I watch this movie, I'm seeing all these beats that are pulled out of that extended universe continuity. Just twisted. Just readapted to fit into the narrative they've crafted with the previous two films. The thing is, is you're kind of right in saying that you have to, you've got to switch that critical, that critical part of your brain off. You have to yeah. just watch the movie and enjoy it, or else you will drive yourself mad. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I did for days after watching this. Is I sat down and I wrote this list, and I kept going back to it because there's always something else that I remembered that was coming up in my mind, and it got to the point where I'm looking at this thing and I'm saying, the entire plot of this movie now makes zero sense to me. Because, but I guess the thing is, like, do we want to watch movies that make ourselves turn off that critical thinking part of our brain? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, S- sure. But like, does that make it a good movie? Sometimes, yes. I mean, that's the thing is, we can always say sometimes yes. There then... are eight and a half because Hobbs and Shaw is a spinoff. Fast and Furious movies, Kim. <laughs> it yeah. is one of the highest grossing. Point made. Yeah. I mean, yes. I want to see the thing. Of, the thing here's the thing about Fast and Furious, though, is there's eight movies, eight and a half movies, but they <laughs> are the shameless half. films. Right. They in, the next movie's they, supposed to go in outer space. But they. That's the thing, though. Is they. It's like it's like looking at Saints Row all over again, right? What made Saints Row such an endearing franchise is it indulged in its absurdity. Yeah, it was like, hey, we want to be like Grand Theft Auto. Yes. And the first, and that's the thing. The first couple of games were very much. We're the first trying to be game serious. Was more or less, like we want to be a serious gangster yeah. story, and then by the time you get to the third game, it's like dildo bats. Your gangster is now the president of the United States with a dildo bat. So in a subwoofer like, gun you or can, whatever. I feel like it's never gonna appease every single fan. No. It's never gonna be what everybody wants. But they're like, how are you writing films for these billion-dollar franchises with? zero lead-in to what your whole story is. There's no lead-in to it, except for the crawl, and the crawl doesn't count because it's part of the fucking movie. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna say... And the <laughs> possibility of that fucking Fortnite thing yes, being I, canon. I speculate that one of the biggest issues with this movie overall was more or less studio interference. Disney is in this, obviously, to make a profit, as is every major production company. They need a Kevin Feige. The issue is is Disney looks at Star Wars the way this movie was put together Star Wars is Disney's cash cow right now. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't care if fans watch Star Wars if they've already bought tickets to go see the movie. It doesn't care if you don't like a specific character (laughs) if kids will go out to the store and buy toys of that character because they've got a cool design. I'm sure there were Mm -hmm. plenty of meetings about okay what can we incorporate into Galaxy's Edge. Well, the yeah. first time I saw Captain Phasma, for example, I thought, 
This looks like it's, she's going to be a badass character, right? She looks cool. He's she let him. He can't read Phasma, names correctly. Phasma, whatever. He says Rain Johnson all the time. Her fucking. Either way, her character design is fucking cool, right? Yeah, she was the Boba Fett of this trilogy. And then The Last Jedi, she gets smacked in the face by Finn and thrown down a hole, and we never see her again. Well, she already survived the the uh, Starkiller base explosion, so. Yeah. You well, know, hey, the fucking second Death enough. Star apparently vaporized its entire goddamn window. Survived that, being vaporized in space. <laughs> so. <laughs> and then we got. Star Destroyers with big I death laser cannons. I seriously half expected Phasma to be in the last movie, and it also turned out that she also had clones of herself, just like Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Snoke clones. Oh my God! What if there's more than one Phasma? It would be very mm-hmm. weird. So, these are just issues I had with specific plot beats in the film that made no sense to me. First one that happens early on was them sinking into that quicksand on the planet. I like that scene. Or, like, the follow-up scene. There's two major issues. One of them carries throughout the whole movie. The first issue is right then and there. Is they're sinking into quicksand. We've seen Rey use all these amazing force abilities, but in this one moment, for whatever reason, because she's in quicksand, she's all of a sudden unable to use that. Okay, you try sinking in quicksand. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Well, on top of that, no, the quicksand... No, hold on. No, hold on. Remember, they specifically call out, the more you move, the, the, they, they will fall fast. They'll get sinking faster. Okay, so they why can't she that. lift the sand and... <laughs> Grows out of the sand, yeah. and also the, works. the sand, the quicksand the goes into a pit underground. Tunnels. Why isn't there more sand down there? Tunnels underground. Tunnels. Because it's not a solid. It's kind of like a, um, a mesh wall kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like right. they, they. Star they Wars has non-Newtonian <laughs> quicksand. You don't know things. Yeah. This isn't Earth. There's no Kansas. Either way. That bothered me, and also what Finn says in that moment bothered me, because it's never resolved in the movie, and it bothered a lot of people. He wants to tell Ray something. It's almost hinted at that there's supposed to be a romance thread between Ray and Finn, or at least on Finn's side, and then by the end of the movie, that isn't resolved at all. So, that has been answered. Really? By J.J. Abrams. He wasn't trying to say that I love her. I love you, Poe. Okay, that's fine. Or Poe. Should have been Poe. Uh, what was he trying to he say? He was trying to tell Ray that he was force sensitive. <laughs> yes, your mind is like that's fucking stupid. But, no, my mind isn't like that's fucking stupid. Uh, I always thought he should be force sensitive. He is force sensitive. How the hell do you pick up a lightsaber and play around with Kylo Ren Anyone for like five straight minutes without getting literally cleaved in half? I mean, he was he was a trained stormtrooper at one point. This is true. They have these things where they what is that thing called? I don't know. The baton of death. Yeah. But oh, Baton of Death definitely sounds cooler. Um, I'm pretty sure the first order uses that a lot. So, <laughs> the, and that's the thing where the moment he, the moment J.J. Abrams put that out into the world, I'm like, fuck. If you think about that, that kind of makes sense. It would explain why. Like, why would he not want to tell the woman he loves that he loves her in front of his best friend? That makes no sense. But when that best friend has stated that he thinks the Force is stupid and her training in the Force is stupid and a waste of time... That makes a whole lot more sense when you think, I don't want to say this in front of you. That's true. Yeah. So that, I'm mad, because it isn't brought up in the movie. Plus, him and the other Stormtrooper girl make a better couple. I don't want... Probably. The internet's against that. Really? Yeah, it's a whole thing. Whatever. Um, Whatever, internet. Suck it. Do you want to know my biggest issue? If the next series of Star Wars films was just the Finn trilogy, I'd be down for it, because... We're expecting Disney Plus spin-off shows. 
I would love to see the transition from someone Pogue who was a fucking stormtrooper to being like world. Jedi Master fucking Finn. That would be cool. Um, to me anyway. So I don't know if this is on your list, and I'm sure you probably... I don't know how you feel about this. She was TZ something, right? Because he's FN, she was TZ. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, so. Rose Tico. <laughs> In the fucking of Rose Tico is basically what I'm about God to mention. Damn, was she fucking screwed in this movie? <laughs> they literally turned her into, they hey guys, her- I gotta go do homework. They turned her into the best... Extra is what they turned her no, into. No, they turned her into the second best extra. Extra. Do you know who the best extra was? What? Fucking Drive Shaft Boy from <laughs> Hobbit, because he had more lines and screen time than somebody who was a main character in the previous movie. They did a timer thing. Rose was on screen for a minute and sixteen seconds or some bullshit like they that. They seemed to forget that Rose had such a crush on Finn. She just planted one on him at the end of the Last Jedi. I saved you, dumb. They're or whatever seen the together in scene after scene, and they just never. They spend the whole movie together. Go back to that at all? Like while they just, I like love, it just didn't happen. While I love, did they the break three up of them in like the five minutes? They weren't films? together. <laughs> I, I love the Poe, the Poe Finn and Ray group. I would love to see more of that. I wish yes. we got to see more of that. The fact that they basically took a character that the fandom overall did not like in the last movie. And just shove her off screen. To the point, not only... It's one thing with how they treat her in the movie. There is a a lot of discussion has been happening about the visual... I think it's called the visual dictionary about this movie. Mm -hmm. Rose Tico, in her page, she gets a quarter of a page. Mm -hmm. The guy from Drive... That played... From uh, Lost, and I can't remember his name. Dominic Monaghan? Is is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Has a two-page spread in the visual dictionary. That's Somebody crazy. that we've never seen before and is just a friend of J.J. Abrams, probably, just like Grant Gumber. That is Grumberg, very whatever. nuts. It, it reminds me of the way that the actor who played Jar Jar was treated. Is I understand Jar Jar's not a good or entertaining character. Well, even the kid people. that played Anakin, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, people... That was Haley Joe Osment, wasn't it? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All child actors look the same to me. <laughs> I really like... He was Hux. probably just one Hux. of the other younglings. Hux. I feel so bad for Hugs. Hugs so, got fucks too. Hux. Yeah, Hugs got fucks. What Hux. is that guy? What's the name of the guy <laughs> that played Pride? No, no, no. Um, the 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 evil, the actual evil one, the one that he basically. I love. In an interview, he said he one hundred percent his mannerisms and his way of thinking for the character was to very much copy what. Um, uh, Moff Tarkin Tarkin yeah. did and I'm like 100% and I love the scene the where he's like we found the mole just boom yeah. shoots him right he, in the chest he copies it but you never see Tarkin actually shoot anybody yeah. on the screen yeah. Tarkin is not the executioner Tarkin is the one that get, no hold on Tarkin is the one that gives the order to explode an entire planet this is true in his own that's rebel the, or that's own the thing base. about Tarkin that made him scary is he's able to <laughs> give those orders and not flinch in the face of them at all this guy, to me, is even scarier because he's not just willing to give orders. He he'll just fucking execute them himself. Yeah. So when Hux gets shot, it's like, holy shit, this guy fucking means business. He's committed to what he's doing, and he ends up being one of the better characters in the movie because of it. Yeah. He doesn't just wait around for Stormtroopers. For to such his little he's screen like, time, too. Give me your fucking rifle so I can shoot this asshole, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I love I things like, like that. Thing. 
Yeah. I, I really like that. I, I, like I, I love thing. that it's like, I'm a spy, but I'm not a spy because I want you to win. I want him to lose. I love that. I just don't love the the way they try to make it shocking that Hux is a spy, because when they mention the spy, I'm like... Right, Hux? <laughs> who was the first order picking on the most? Their own fucking general, for Christ's sakes. Like, of course he's he's pissed off at them. So, yeah, he's yeah. gonna want Kyler I mean, fucking that was, dead. that was pretty obvious the yeah. whole time, but it was... I think that it was entertaining. The other thing is... It shows how petty Hux really is, but in his pettiness, how dumb he is, because yes. he could have definitely killed Kylo some other way. <laughs> I'm like, just fucking blow up his goddamn TIE fighter while he's in space or something. No, shit. he would, uh, he would force himself into the planet because he learned from his mom. It, it almost felt a little bit too Jokey. similar to the undercover boss skit from SNL. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, it's we know it's Kylo Ren. We know. What was it, Steve the Engineer or something yeah, like that? Something laser like technician? That. I think it was yes. laser technician. He was a fucking technician, and it's <laughs> that was hilarious to me because it's like that was one of the best. Even if he's, oh, I wonder if he's gonna do something like that again since he's he's hosting in January. It's, it's just hilarious to me because it's like they all fucking knew who he was. Oh my God. And he hams his character up so much, it's like, I would expect Kylo Ren to act like that on a normal fucking basis, honestly. I mean, he did great as a, as a, uh, another generation of the Skywalker blowbond, like I said. How did you feel about the kiss? Oh, okay. The biggest, cringiest moment in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I almost threw the fuck up, honestly. Our theater, you could hear the split. You could hear uh, the pe- the two rows by us uh-huh. groaning. Yeah. And then the rows in the back going, yeah! I think it was the only moment of silence in my theater. Honestly. Oh, wow. Just dead fucking... I don't think everybody was afraid to yeah. comment on it because... That's like a riot moment right there. Right. Is it's like very if I if I have an opinion about this, someone right. is going to hit me. <laughs> My thing was so I I didn't like it, but it's also one of those things where I'm like, it we just didn't need it. It wasn't that it was good or bad. It was just unnecessary. It was for me. It was undeserved. You was made the, the point that it was kind of symbolic more than anything. Yes. Yes. I. I understand what they were going for. But that's also me trying to put something to make it more acceptable. Right, right. Well, that's, it's, it, it And is, this is another one of his issues is the Skywalker name, but we'll get to that in a well, second. It is trying to justify something when I put that spin on it is I understand what the writers and the filmmakers were doing. But that objectively for me... justified the last line of the yes, movie. For me, it was an undeserved for writers, moment. Not for and it was a bad timing <laughs> thing on top of that is Kylo is trying to sacrifice himself so he can redeem himself, go back to the light, because he's trying to save Rey and beat the most evil bastard in galactic history. Right. He fucking dies doing that, gets revived, gets a smooch, and fucking dies again. Okay. <laughs> is, is the most badass moment in the entire movie when she hands him the lightsaber. Yes. Honestly, fucking no. What? <laughs> so you didn't love that? I loved that. Here's the thing about the force Skype calls people keep No, no, no. <laughs> force timing. She calls it force time. Force time. Okay, that's even better because that's a pun now. Force timing. Okay. So the thing about force timing <laughs> is when we see it in The Last Jedi, it's explained that Snoke, in this case Palpatine, is actually making that fucking happen. In this one, they retcon that by saying they're a force diet or whatever like that. 
And now they just well, have even without that, I mean, just this ability. No, and no, no, no. Because Palpatine says he was Snoke the whole time, so it was really Palpatine. Okay, so yeah. Palpatine is still doing it. But what he doesn't realize is that he was strengthening their dyad. Yeah, he is strengthening he did, yeah, their. He connection didn't recognize that they had the bond. One once he, I feel like the once that they were once they were connected, they were able to continuously make that connection stronger without Snoke yes. slash. Palpatine. Okay. So this is just me going full Star Wars nerd for a second. Is understanding what a lightsaber is? Did you say friend Patine? Yeah, I did. Friend Patine. Friend Patine. <laughs> Have you not seen? So there's a meme where it's like, be careful of your friend Palpatine, and be be careful of your pal pa- friend Patine. <laughs> pal friend Patine. <laughs> for me, it is me just being a Star Wars nerd and understanding what a lightsaber is. It's not just a fancy sword thing. It is something that is actually tied to the Force itself. And so, for it to be passed around, especially in this movie, basically like a goddamn relay baton. It was passed via the Force. Yes. Yeah. They handed off. it to each other. It wasn't just passed via the Force. It was, well, going back in the movie, the first passing of the lightsaber where she tries to throw it into the fire in the TIE yeah, Fighter no, no. thing. That's not what we're talking about. I know that's not what you're talking about. But it's the way that the movie treats this object of... In, at least to me, in my opinion, vast importance, is J.J. Abrams retcons the thing from The Last Jedi with Luke saying, treat it with respect, and then ceases to treat it with respect for the rest of the movie because now it's just an object that can kind of just go wherever no, sh- the hell sh- people need it to be. What? No. What? No. It's just, I mean, it's an object no matter what. It's a tool for the Jedi. Okay. Well, they pass it to him. Yes, or it's, the force uses it. It's a surprising moment. But we know that that can happen. We, yes. through this movie itself, have seen that <laughs> he rips the necklace off of her. He, they, okay. in their fight, the berries yes. from one place I mean, get on the well floor. I mean, that's well established. Yeah. They break the helmet stand and all that Yeah, stuff. yeah, and the helmet falls, and he's like, I know where you are, bitch. Yes. Which is I mean, lovely bitch, because I love you. <laughs> I actually like that little lovely reversal bitch. of stuff, lovely because bitch. she just got off the planet to go up there, and he just got... I love it. They just switched there, places, like, fuck, I didn't think about and that. And they're like, where did the other guy go? It's fucking um, Scooby-Doo hallways. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, okay. The but, lightsabers themselves are really, like, major symbolism in this movie for, like, your your side or your connection to the Force. Yeah. Like, we see both of them throwing them, yeah. right, to kind of dismiss whatever they're feeling. And, like, they're, like, that is the force, is their lightsaber. So it's well, here, I'm glad he got the right lightsaber. <laughs> Hold on. Here's the problem. That lightsaber was broken. Yes. This isn't me asking you. What the fuck? It that was... lightsaber was broken in the fight it's that they had when they Anakin's, make that decision. Here's the thing. is That is actually Anakin's second lightsaber. You mean it's, Luke's? No, that's Anakin's. I thought Anakin had a green. No. No, so Anakin had blue. Anakin Luke originally had, had a green one when he was a Padawan. That lightsaber was broken by Count Dooku in the yes, second movie. that's right. I forget about those movies. Very Anakin easily. built his second lightsaber. It was a blue one. That lightsaber has followed us through this entire new trilogy. Until Part it was of the, broken in until Last it was Jedi. Broken in Last Jedi. Then all of a sudden, it's just not broken in this movie anymore. Ray just has it again. So, was the breaking 
did the breaking even happen? It feels like you're being gaslit by the film concerning this lightsaber in a way. Um, either, either way, it doesn't matter because this movie already Abrams. happened. I'm glad that Kylo got it with the whole Force passing thing because it's the completion of one of his character arcs. He's trying so much to be like what? his father. He gets the chance to. I wish, I wish that it was... The tie. Yeah. Steven Universe. I know. We're giving a little time so we don't have to worry about commercials. Okay. Um, I wish that he had taken Leia's. Really? There, yes. Only because of what pushes him, what finally gets him to push that, that switch or decide to leave his Sith or his dark side allegiance was his, his mother. Yeah. Um, if, if, um, Carrie Fisher had lived and they were able to do this the way that they he may have intended initially who knows what fucking changed because of it I think it would not I don't think it would have been the memory of Han I think it would have been I, I think it would have been her I think she mm-hmm. would have tried doing the same projection thing or something like that yeah. um, which I'm sure people would have complained about too but that scene that fucking Han scene I love that scene yeah. um, I love that scene and the reason why Dave I'm like, okay, crying. <laughs> it's a because it's one of those things. I'm like, okay, it's a memory. It's not a force ghost, obviously. And the reason you can 100 percent tell that is, um, he's solid, huh? One, he's solid, but the the I know <laughs> thing, yeah, that's not something that he's said to him. You never see them have that in, in, uh, exchange. That's 100 percent from Leia. I enjoy the choice from the director and writers to copy the lines from the first film because Mm -hmm. it again is bringing that character this is why I'm glad he got Anakin's lightsabers it brings that character arc for Kylo full circle is that scene he has with Han he wants to be like his grandfather that scene he has with Han is recognizing his biggest mistake was taking that step towards the dark side and killing his father that is the one thing he regrets the most then when he gets Anakin's lightsaber, that's completion of his story arc. Is the helmet was there as almost a red herring. He wants so much to be Darth Vader, and we're always told in Star Wars that Darth Vader is not Anakin Skywalker, really. Darth Vader is the thing that killed Anakin Skywalker. And then he finally gets that saber and realizes, I shouldn't have been trying to be Darth Vader the entire time. I should have been trying to emulate my father, because he was the chosen one that was going to bring balance to the Force, right? And Kylo Grandpa. helps that along. Grandpa, yeah. mm-hmm. Grandfather. Yeah, grandfather. Well, yes. Unless there's some weird incest shit. I mean, like, hey, given the original trilogy, it could happen. Knowing the way this movie goes, J.J. Abrams be like, you know what, Han's a Jedi too. (laughs) Han is the only one that I think is never Force-sensitive. I feel like Chewie is a little bit more Force-sensitive than Han. I feel like Wookiees in general Also, they all suck at being Force-sensitive temporarily because Chewie wasn't on that goddamn ship. (laughs) That is true. Not only that, it was this weird... I'm okay Almost shell game with the shuttle that Chewie was on. Dave and I both, first of all, we our fucking jaws were on the floor. Right yeah, there. we were all like, they did not yeah. just fucking kill Chewie yeah. off screen. Dave was next to me fucking weeping <laughs> because he thought like Chewie was just Man, gone I wish forever. Come in and he would have come over and recorded. But, I mean, we talked was, about it outside. He was weeping and then we get the scene a little bit later on because they draw this out for just a perfect amount of time until we see Chewie back on screen and Dave like gives this massive sigh of relief. <laughs> oh, God. And so I'm sitting there going, well, 
what's cheap at the moment for me is where the fuck was the second shuttle? <laughs> Find the rocks. I guess rock. so. <laughs> They're just, again also I I feel so bad for whoever came up with the idea of the Knights of Ren for them to just be that was little bits I guess that's throughout the entire little thing. bitches little, bi- little bitches they were little bitches too cause they got I enjoyed the wrecked. fight I enjoyed <laughs> the fight that it was him versus them but at the same time I'm like don't build these people up for them to just yeah that was well, such a big like hype here's the big thing here's one of the biggest <laughs> problems with Star Wars generals for someone like me who really wants to get the Star Wars lore and understand everything about the universe is there were comics that came out between The Last Jedi yeah. and this movie now and the Knights of Ren were established as Dark Jedi who at one point even had red lightsabers of their own and then they show up with these metal weapons which is not a bad thing in the Star Wars universe there are metal weapons that can stand up to lightsabers that's actually it's why special, the Mandalorian yeah. Beskar is really really yes. important um, but then they just, they're supposed to be, like, on the level of Kylo, or at least close to him, and he just, like, fucking folds them yeah. up and mails them back can, home. Can so, <laughs> the scene where the, the troopers are shooting at the can and missing every fucking time. I know. He hasn't watched it yet. Okay, not giving it yeah, yeah, away, yeah. that is the best Fucking thing. Is their, their Stormtrooper uh, joke in fucking Mandalorian? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. because that reminded me, Lou, Lou has actually seen the movie twice now, um, mm-hmm. and he thought he picked it up on the first time, definitely realized it in the second time. Uh, Finn takes more than one shot to hit his target. Yeah. He doesn't hit the target every time. In that, he just loves the fact that little bit of a... He was a, he was a Stormtrooper. It's a weird thing for me knowing what I know because... I can tell you from my experience, if you shoot at anything, you're probably not going to hit it the first time. Yeah, but, but this is bad. But I on mean, top of that, shit. well, I understand that. <laughs> on top of that, one of the explanations in the Star Wars universe is that, of course, the Stormtroopers are never going to hit anything because they're shooting at the main characters, and the main characters are protected by They can't see the shit out of those helmets. They can't uh, see shit out okay. of the fucking helmets. What did you say? Before he said the Force, I said yeah. plot armor. No, <laughs> the Force is, let's just be to real, a certain the extent. Force is fucking plot armor. <laughs> like, the, the other thing is, military training-wise, is even in today's current military, marksmanship is a whole lot less emphasized in volume of fire. So it makes sense that you would just cluster up a shit ton of stormtroopers and have them shoot in the same direction at something, rather than worrying about how... Accurate they actually are. are. That's like, shoot, when the first movie, they're like, let's shoot down the entire town. They have them stand in a row and just shoot straight because they're hitting wide enough, they're going to hit everything. Yeah. So it's it's really uh, it's really funny to me to see that the only time I've ever seen a stormtrooper kill anybody in any of the movies is when they're basically point blank range. Or when it's not a normal stormtrooper. Or when trooper. it's clone shooting droids. Okay. Well, that's because clone troopers are actually trained. True. Or they have it ingrained because they're fucking. They basically bounty have all that training beamed in their heads. Django Fett. The Django Fett. Dun, 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 Django dun, dun. Fett. I don't like that movie. I love it. I also just don't like a lot of his movies. I found out. Tarantino. Uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people like a lot of Tarantino's movies for obvious reasons that I won't get into right now. The but feet, man. Too much feet. Now. Too much feet. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you got on here? Let me let's give me this. Give I me have this. a lot of no, stuff. No, give me this. We're gonna, hold on. In Remember conclusion, what? hello, Mbabu Freak. Hello, <laughs> Mbabu Freak. Let's see. Uh, the Star Destroyers really ticked me off. It's the next logical step. 
It is the next logical step. At the same time, I'm thinking about the scale of these weapons, right? Yeah. So, the Death Star, the way it worked is it used kyber crystals, which are used in lightsabers. But it used big kyber crystals. <laughs> which is why the Death Star itself had to be so fucking big, as it took all this energy to make this planet-destroying laser. Yeah. We get the Starkiller base, which is a planet-sized version of that that can destroy multiple planets at the same time. And then you're telling me that... You know what? Fits on a ship. Hold on. If you think about it, that kind of... Well, they said it was miniature versions of it, so they, yeah, they, there we were don't expect it of to Star be Trek. the same power. Yeah, so because Starkiller could, was able to destroy multiple. They destroyed yeah. the entirety of the New Rebellion, or the New, new Republic, uh, Republic yeah. um, with one shot. Yeah. The Death Star technology, I can understand them moving to the point where they can find out a way to miniaturize it and make it ship-based. The reason why my mind thinks about that is in Clone Wars, again, Clone Wars, it's all canon. Um, they introduce the idea of smaller ships getting these technologies that were only available to larger ships, larger vessels. Uh, I think what some of it was. Um, well, they like even, an, you see, they even do that in this like movie that. to begin with because they have TIE fighters that now have warp drives and stuff like that. So. Yeah. You know, it's technology being upgraded in Star Wars and finally a way that kind of makes chronological sense. Um, the thing that annoyed me the most is it could have been like this thing where, okay, you've got these planet-killing weapons on it, maybe it takes a couple of them. So you need a couple Star Destroyers to do it. The other thing that bothered me is the big sort of climax of the film where they're all having this battle on the fucking planet. I forget the name of the planet. Exegol. That's what it is. Exegol. Is I remember ex you, you're telling me that these that these star destroyers have to rely on this tower on the ground to launch, which is okay until they do the thing where the tower gets broken anyway. So they just transfer that up to one of the ships. Well, they're like, oh, we know what they're doing. We're gonna transfer it up to here. It's but well, to me, it's like how fucking cocky do you have to be to rely on a single piece of technology to get you off the ground? That's just empire in general though. <laughs> It's like, hey, we have a ship that can destroy everything. That's true. You say it's a Is there anything wrong with the design? Probably, but fuck it, whatever. But these guys have been beaten so many times in Star Wars lore, it's like, come up with something new. Like, and then they build the second Death Star. And then yeah. they build the Death Star, but as a planet. Then they're like, you know what, let's make a whole bunch of Death Star technology and put it on all the ships. Yeah. Those ships are fucking cool. I love the... I mean, no one hates the Star Destroyer. They no one think hates the Star the Destroyer. They're one of the most ship. iconic ship designs in sci-fi. I think the weird thing for me is you've got, of course, Palpatine orchestrating all this stuff behind the scenes and so on and so forth. And again, this harkens to the movie having visual spectacle. In my notes, I said that the visuals, or the plot seems to play second fiddle to the visuals. What did you think about Electric Storm knocking out all the rebels? I thought that was actually fucking cool. Because... I can't remember. What did you think? Did you like that or no? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I fall in between. It's where like, oh, initially, this is kind of a cool idea. And I'm like, no. I thought that was cool because I've been spoiled by shit like the Force Unleashed. How do you Unleashed have this much power? When the Force Unleashed trailers came out for the two games, you've got this character who can do things with the Force that nobody else has ever been able to do, and he's pulling fucking Star, star Destroyers out of the goddamn and sky. And what was his name? Galen Merrick. Well, that was like code name. Uh, Wasn't he Starkiller? Starkiller. Yeah, he was Starkiller. Yeah. They so, fucking took the name. They did take the name. I know you're looking at Even though his family is. crest is yeah. the crest for the Rebel Alliance. So. Whatever. <laughs> Either way, I'm just saying it, 
it was a cool moment. It shows that Palpatine is still Balance. really fucking strong with the was. Force. And, and now he did. Was. You know what's still bugs me? What? Rogue One should have been called Rogue Leader. I know. Rogue Leader. <laughs> I love you. Still to this day. There are no Rogue Twos, though. <coughs> so? That's what I wrote about Rose. Rose is there doing stuff, but no continuation of her feelings or film. Just doing stuff. That's no, no, not Rose. Plot. It's Rogue. Rogue, Rogue One. One. I know. Rogue Leader. It's I'm not because it's not red one. It's, it's red, red leader. leader. Reading random shit off of here. That's all. Yeah, I looked through you. We kind of covered for the. Okay, rest cool. Of the week. Yeah. And now we're gonna end. So okay, I love you. Bye bye. Oh my god, not that ending. Please, Jewish style. I'm leaving now. You're not gonna watch Steven Universe. That's we'll watch it upstairs because it's cooler. All right. Well, you hey. Food up when you're done. Okay. Oh, we all have. Gold lightsaber was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, qu- quickly on the because Kim's going upstairs. Quickly on the Skywalker thing. Mm-hmm. Initially, it bugged me. The more I thought about it, the more I was okay with it, for multiple reasons. One, Ray grew up without a family. Ray felt like she didn't belong to anybody. She was accepted and loved and cared for by these people, by the Skywalkers. So I can understand her wanting to be part of that family. The other part of it is, Skywalker is the perfect name, I don't give a shit what anybody says, is the name for somebody that can be, that that has the potential to be both light and dark, and to balance that line. So her to take the name of the, the family that has had the most difficulty with that split in that divide, I think is perfect for her as well. I can see it that. It still is not the greatest thing. She should be her own self and just be like, I'm fucking Ray, bitch. Well, Get away. That was... Step off. That was where I took issue with it, is you introduce us to a new character, let that character be new. Yeah. Don't... And you know who let us have that? Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And you know who and took that away from us? J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. so it is, to me, one of those fan service moments where it's, Let's throw this out here. Let's test the waters. Let's see how fans react to it. And if it happens, if it goes badly, we just won't do it again. But, you know, I still go back to The Last Jedi, and I want her to be this this Jedi with no name. I want her to be this strong Force user that 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 we don't need a fucking explanation for. That we're just given, and we have to learn to accept, because whether she's a Mary Sue or whatever, whatever labels you want to put on her, she's part of the Star Wars universe now. And maybe she does some things that upset everything we know about Star Wars for once. Instead, J.J. Abrams said, you know, with this movie, basically, fuck that. We're going back to old Star Wars, and you gotta take it for what it is. Now. I will say this, at the end of the movie, there are unresolved plot threads that we get shown. Mm-hmm. And those will be and I'm hoping, Disney Plus series. Well, that's what I'm, that's not what I'm hoping, though. Is because I don't just want Disney Plus series. Show this stuff. The some of it I can see being a Disney Plus series, but I want them to show the respect that some of these plot threads deserve and make them mainline Star Wars films. Star Wars has had this formula for forty-two years now of always being trilogies, and it doesn't need to be. But technically, I mean, Disney did try and do other things, well, and it failed. that's the thing. The spinoffs... Certain, in certain cases. I, I understand why the spinoffs failed, but the spinoffs... Why do people hate Rogue One? I don't know. 
Why are there people that think that is the worst Star Wars movie? First of all, the prequel series. I'm going to guess they never saw episode one. I'm like, how? No, two is worse than one. Um, two. two is boring. Yeah, it's a lot of bullshit. There's sand and it gets everywhere. Two is basically the, the fucking end of Clone Wars. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rogue One, because Rogue One is, to me, on my current my, my ranking of the Star Wars universe Star is the original trilogy, then Rogue One, and then this trilogy, then Solo, and then the other three. <laughs> That's how it breaks. Solo is in between the new and old, uh, the new and prequel. Yes. And then this trilogy, Rogue One, and then the original up at top. Um, I'm just saying. So here are my Disney Plus ideas. All right, ready? I'm we ready. got Poe Dameron. We either see his background or something, but it's him flying around doing this. He's fucking spice runner, and he's fucking around the galaxy because that dude fucks. Except for what's her face? Helmet lady. Uh, Helmet lady Rizzo. I don't remember her name. Rizzo. Right. Um, <laughs> I have a Lego of her. She's upstairs. I need to put that together. Um, Finn and his trooper friends. They're there. He can. He's gonna go around and find all these people, help these people, whatever. They learn about their backstories, whatever. Cool. Uh, I can't remember what the third one was. How about something Finn to do. helps rebuild the new New Republics? The new, 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 new. No, that's that's Rose's. That's Rose's job. Rose. And the girl who is, I can't remember the character's name, but she's played by Carrie Fisher's daughter. Both of them go on an adventure, and they start the new New Republic. Okay. I guess. And Rey is never to be seen from again because she went to be in isolation on Tatooine. Just Rey, like Kenobi. Rey goes ahead and follows in... Yeah, she follows in fucking Luke's footsteps. But doesn't teach in the ways of the Jedi. She teaches the ways of the balance of the Force. Yes. It's not good or bad. There is something in between. Also why her lightsaber is yellow. It's fucking beautiful. And I love that it's made out of her fucking staff. That is true. Because, first of all, everyone fucking knew from the very first movie. You look at the goddamn end of the staff, it looks like Darth Maul's lightsaber. Just be real. Yeah. Stop fucking telling us that it isn't. Because it is. <laughs> and that's Lou and I joked around about that. We're upset that it didn't have, it didn't click once and then click a second time to the other part. It's like, because she uses a staff. Her yes. using a double-bladed lightsaber well, would be perfect. Here's the thing about lightsabers, again, is the yellow one threw me off initially. I love the way it's activated, first of all. Also, was it you that said something about that she used the other two to make that one? Because she didn't. No. Okay, didn't. somebody was like, Oh, you know, it was somebody that commented in a group I'm in. No, she wouldn't use the other two to make. There's several ways to make a lightsaber. One of the common ways Sith made the lightsabers used synthetic kyber crystals. They made them on their own in labs, which is why they were always red, because that was what the crystals turned out to be after they got done making them. Um, but her activation, first of all, is cool, because everyone else had a button. She had a little like, dial thingy. Whatever um, changes the length and girth that, and vibration. Then she have a, what's called a dual phase lightsaber, and that'd be cool too. But has <laughs> um, it got rabbit ears? No. The yellow <laughs> one. Yellow ones were reserved for what were called the Jedi guard? Sentinels. Oh, Sentinels, that's it. So, like Jedi that you saw in the prequel trilogy, one of them you saw didn't really spend any fucking time with, but you see him in Clone Wars, Plo Koon. He actually originally had a yellow lightsaber before the start of Clone Wars, and that's because he was a Jedi Sentinel yeah. who later finished his tenure as a Sentinel. And then became a Jedi Master. Um, 
And so the yellow was to show that you are a disciplined force user. That you will only resort to using violence or even the force itself in times where it's absolutely necessary. Do I think that fits Ray's character? Not really. I guess it's kind of cool that she's the one character we see in a main movie that has a different color lightsaber mm-hmm. besides Mace Windu for once. And in all honesty, they could use it as somebody that they don't have to follow that completely. Because yeah. I don't know if that has been included in the actual canon. Well, it's part of Clone Wars, and... Do you see him with the Part of Rebels. Well, it's part of Rebels, because... That's true, you do see the... The Inquisitor was a Jedi set. I forgot about that. So... Alright, we really do need the Rebels. Yeah, I know. It's it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, it's there, we'll deal with it later on. There's some cool things that they could do moving forward now that you don't have to stay to to the Skywalkers. It speaks to her teaching that balance of the Force, like you said, is because... That lightsaber color is also indicative of that. Is I'm no longer going to follow strictly the light or dark because yeah. I've seen the disaster that doing both leads, dedicating yourself to both sides leads. If we teach you to stay balanced in the force, to use it when necessary, to use it to you know draw your lightsaber when you absolutely have to protect yourself or somebody else, to use the force sparingly and in a disciplined way, that gives us a setup for a new Jedi Order. And then hopefully, a whole new galactic scale enemy to oppose them. Yeah. <laughs> like the Covenant. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Space Time Taco. Jedi one one We're closing out in 2019. We'll see you in 2020. It was a long one. As always, follow us on all the social media. We're everywhere. Yeah. We will make a post about where we're actually going to be streaming in the future for 2020. Go inside and play video games. Do it. Do it.